Welcome everyone to Dark Insight number 45. I'm your host this evening, morning, or whenever you happen to be listening to this. I'm Jeremy Greer. I am joined by my co-host, Vader Van Oden from New Zealand. How are you today, Vader? Good. Excellent. I'm also joined by my other co-host, not from New Zealand, from England this time, Josh. How are you, Josh? I'm very good, thank you. Quite tired, but pretty good. Good, good, good. I don't know why you're tired, because me and our special guest woke up super early to be on this podcast, and it's like two in the afternoon for you. So, what do you get? What's your experience? It is, but you got to think. I, I didn't go to sleep until about half past five this morning. So, uh, well, that's, that's not my excuse. Smart. That's not very smart. <laughs> no, I was, I was trying to do a boss on Neo, so you know, you can forgive uh, me for that. We'll save that for later because we brought a special guest on just to talk about Neo. Please welcome back, Catherine. How are you today, Catherine? Hello, I'm tired. <laughs> Seven <laughs> Yeah, it's very early for me and Catherine. Thank you very much for guesting. We really appreciate it. Hold on. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Seven AM is not early for you. <laughs> yeah, we, we should we should note that Vader was so eager to talk about Neo that um he woke up at three AM local times <laughs> to talk about Neo, which is ridiculous. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. It does. <laughs> Yeah. Vader, why, why are you? You must really love this game to be to wake up so early to talk about it. Yeah, it's just I don't want to let you overtake me in the number of episodes. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a little running competition since uh, Cliff is a little bit busy with his newborn and also his complaining on Twitter about Neo. So like that's filling out most of his time, so he doesn't have time to podcast anymore. <laughs> Uh, we've got a pretty lengthy show for you. We've got a bunch of um, comments from our listeners, which are always appreciated. So we're going to get to those at the end of the podcast. We also have just a bit of news and some video games we want to talk about before we get straight into Neo. Um, first off, we have to check in on the weather. Has anything changed since last week, boys? Uh, you actually had our first day of summer, even though we're two months in. Excellent. Yesterday. <laughs> Good. So everything's hot and sunny in the New Zealand. In summertime, yeah, do all the hobbitses like? Do they go underground or do they come out? Uh, they, they mostly stay underground. We don't see much of them. I, I don't blame them. Yeah. J- Josh, is it cold and miserable over there? Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, it started snowing yesterday for the first time in however many years. Um, so yeah, for I can't even remember the last time you had snow, but. Yeah, it, I had to pop out this morning. It was pretty chilly. Um, and I, I got home to discover that, according to Facebook, somebody had apparently been throwing snowballs at swans. So that's that's lovely. Good. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah lovely. Catherine, Did you say you were on Facebook. No, I'm not on Facebook. It was, it was information that came via the missus. So, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Facebook, Josh, you still have not gotten me a picture for your host page, and I'm calling you out publicly because of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that today. Don't worry. I've got an idea for it. Don't worry. I will do that once we finish recording. <laughs> good, good, good. Catherine, what's the weather like in your neck of the woods? It's unseasonably warm. It was in the 50s and low 60s all this week, and right now it's a little bit colder and rainy, um, which I'm hoping is going to clear out all the inversion here in Utah during the wintertime, especially pollution settles in the mountain Valley and turns the air poisonous. And so if you hear me sniffling, that's why it just creates all kinds of bizarre, mildly annoying health problems all the time until it clears out in the spring. My old hometown had a paper mill that was very, very similar. Like in certain parts of the year, it would just 
coat the city with this nasty, nasty smell. Like I don't, I don't know why we humans are so determined to destroy the earth, but man, we're doing it in a variety mm-hmm. of clever ways. So. We're doing a good we job. Are. Yeah, we really are. I was going to say, I, I like to think that this podcast we use as scientific evidence of the <laughs> climate change. <laughs> uh, we're not anywhere near that thorough in our documentation about our weather. <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe no. scientists someday in two hundred years will listen to this podcast and all the weird variations in temperature and be like, Hmm. Well, just in hmm. case the scientists out there are listening, um, I did not vote for Donald Trump and I'm sorry we destroyed the world. Same. Just, just, just <laughs> want to put that out there. <laughs> it's pretty warm over here too. Um, we're in the middle of our weird summer. The groundhog came out and decided we're going to have six more weeks of summertime in the winter. So yay for that. Um, let's get into some actual podcast work. Uh, just a uh, just a little bit of news before we talk about video games. Uh, I am once again upset at Namco for marketing Dark Souls Three. <laughs> just I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's you know water's it's, wet and what, yeah. is upset about the Dark Souls Three marketing. <laughs> they have they have water is wet. Jeremy hates Namco. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they have once again released uh, all kinds of footage early. Um, again, I, I don't really necessarily mind trailers. I think trailers are good. They released like a 14 minute gameplay video, um, which so you can just go and watch somebody else play the DLC for the first time if you want to do that. They also gave early access to um, popular YouTubers who turned into turned that into lore videos. So. Literally six weeks before anybody else can play, we already have lore videos on YouTube about something that nobody can play yet. So I think that's ridiculous. Oh, and, sake. And, and I just want to be clear because really I'm sorry. Sorry, I, don't, I also don't really understand the logic behind releasing I, it early to YouTubers, especially that early. I do understand no. that a lot of times re- YouTubers get review copies, mm-hmm. um, but isn't that usually a week or two in advance? It seems it's like six weeks. Well, yeah. and it's, it's and, and review copies usually come with embargoes. So, like you know, games come out on Tuesdays. So, like the week before, you can talk about the game or something, which would makes perfect sense to me if you're trying to like drive advertising dollars towards something. Um, I I am just again six weeks before anybody can play this thing. Like, what what are you doing? So, um, and to be clear, I'm not mad at the YouTubers. Like, if I was in that business and my you know, my livelihood depended upon making videos for like one of the most popular game series out there. And I was known for that. I would definitely Mm -hmm. be doing exactly the same thing. Like I, I I would like to think that I wouldn't, I would like to think that I would wait, but like, you know, again, my livelihood would depend on that. So who knows, but man, like go make a living, haven't you? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. What are you, what are you doing? What is the reason behind this? I don't, I don't get this. Am I, am I alone Mm -hmm. here? Like Vader, you're being quite quiet. So I, I think that maybe you're judging me right now. Gonna be judging hard. And, um, <laughs> no, I agree. It's it's ridiculous. It's and I, to be honest, I think that's exactly what's wrong with Dark Souls Three. I think it's I. I'm not. I I think there's a lot of negativity towards Dark Souls Three, and I think it's mostly because mm-hmm. of how it's been handled, not the actual game mm-hmm. itself, and the community, how the community has dealt with the game. And this yeah. is just another example of it. Um, actually, on your most recent Don't Go Up Skeleton, Jeremy, you said it how. Um, from software must be scratching their heads saying, yeah, that no one liked Dark Souls 2, but now they'd mm. like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. and, I, and I honestly think it's the same thing with Dark Souls 3. In a couple of years' time, people, the dust will settle and people will be like, it was, it was a great game. It's a, it's one of the classics. Um, mm. And I think just how much, yeah, it's just been, it's a de- beating a dead horse, really. 
It mm. is, but it's a dead horse that deserves yeah, to be beaten. So. And I don't, I don't often say mm. that about dead horses, but this is one that's particularly angering me. So. Well, no, no, mm. you uh, beating an Emco is fine. The, oh, that's okay. still alive and kicking, unfortunately. I'm talking about the game itself. Like, oh yeah, we're, yeah, yeah that's we're, true. we're trying to get so much blood out of of, of a stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and well, I guess Namco are as well. Um, yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to play well. It's going to be fun. And it's going to have a unique couple of bosses and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, so I actually didn't even notice any of this advertising because I just don't look and don't see it anymore. I just hope mm. we don't get a, a retread of the final boss of Ashes of Ariandel. I don't mm. know. I didn't, I didn't particularly like how that was done. Yeah, I, I'm right. like if it's another like five phase refill your health bar in the middle. Like I'm just I'm I know, again people are probably like shaking their head and fast forwarding the podcast at this point because I've said it so much. But like the, the them leaning into that sort of difficulty for those games really really turns me off. I picked up uh, Dark Souls one very briefly the other day and just kind of played through until the Taurus Demon and it's remarkable how little HP everything has. Like and I know mm-hmm. I've played that game to death so. It's an unfair comparison, but like just looking at the mm. like HP bloat from Dark Souls one to now Dark Souls three, it's just it's insane. And you know yeah. the the difficulty has to evolve a little bit over time mm-hmm. um, yes. because people are kind of used to Souls at this point and they know how to play them. And if it was exactly the same as Dark Souls one, it would be too easy for a lot of these players. Would but um, yeah, the particular like the multiple stage boss fights, it's good to have. It's okay to have one or two of those. I mean, like, I really like Ludwig the Accursed. He's a multiple-stage boss fight. and But, like, having most of them be like that is a little <laughs> exhausting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I definitely get that. I did... The spectacle of that boss was pretty pretty good, though. Like, yeah, it looked... Oh, yeah. Set yeah, it piece looks was very, fantastic. very cool. Yeah, and that's... Mm-hmm. And, that, that, and, and I like the dialogue. That. Yeah. yeah, the dialogue happening and the, and the, what the the meaning of it all was pretty pretty impressive. Like the king being strapped to his chair, <laughs> like he was imprisoned mm-hmm. in, on his own throne. It was just fantastic. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. The, um, although it did create some very very funny moments where like sitting down because you think it, people are done when you're helping people and then just getting exploded or <laughs> 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 well, they're like praising the sun because they're like yeah you helped me beat it thank you and then the, then they die um it's, 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 it was well, there was a silver lining <laughs> well we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell all day on dark souls 3 marketing and how bad dark souls 3 is as a video game you heard it i said it um <laughs> Somebody put on the notes, and I don't know who it was, that uh, the new Legend of Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, cannot be 100% completed, which sounds very strange yeah. to me. What, what's happening there? That was me. I just, yeah, exactly. I thought it was quite uh, fascinating because apparently they, um, the director was on being interviewed, and they said how they're looking forward to, like the person interviewing said they're looking forward to exploring and finding everything in the game. And he just responded, that's not possible. <laughs> Well, first of all, I don't believe that. But Absolutely. also, if it's true, it's going to make some completionists super mad. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if it is a, is a translation thing and that it's not maybe 100% possible to see everything in one playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, could be. Because there, we, we do know that there is there are potentially more multiple endings um, and there could be branching dial, um, story paths. Oh, I did not realize so, that. I, I just assumed they were going to go with the standard, um, you know, linear plotline that most of the Zelda games 
have well, honed Apparently, in. you can go literally straight from the start in your undies straight to the final dungeon and boss. <laughs> like how you like had you to can... specify that you're half naked for this. Do you really start the game like in your underwear? <laughs> That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> that was how the first gameplay footage video was. Yeah. It was just yeah. running around in his undies. Oh, really? Pants. Barefoot. <laughs> there was a, there was yep. a, I remember there being a pretty cute animation where he kicked a, tried to kick a treasure chest open and stubbed his toe and jumped around a couple times. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wearing um, boots. <laughs> the, this, yeah, the, this game does have a lot of charm. Um, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, just I thought that was quite fascinating. Um, and I guess FromSoft's kind of like that in, in a way where they develop. They develop stuff like knowing that people won't necessarily see it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's quite interesting when a developer does that, um, not not trying to make you see all the the camera grabs you, makes you see the, the fancy explosions that they spent a hundred thousand dollars making. Um, so yeah, it, oh, it's interesting to see what this will do, what this will do to yeah, as you say, completionists and how infuriated they'd get. <laughs> um, Just to go around the room real quick, our, um, is everybody here buying Zelda when it comes out? Yeah, I yeah, actually nope. just pre-ordered the Wii U version, even though I don't have a Wii U. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find one. <laughs> Josh, you're not I much of a Zelda it would be fan. Cheaper. Right? Guess what? No. Is it... <laughs> Wait, a Wii U is no. not che- is not cheap right now. It's two hundred eighty dollars be... right now. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh, damn. Let's see if I can borrow one or something. It's because it's a classic now, so that people can charge more for it. It's a retro. <laughs> it's because people are, are yeah, I can see that. buying new ones, yeah. so they can. Get new Wii U pads because Nintendo won't give you any if they break. I thought you could buy them separate. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. They they put them out for a little while, but I think it, the quantity was limited, and they went out and they never came back on sale again. But yeah, they they had said at one point like you can buy them or you 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 will be able to, and then they released them and they were like almost the cost of the system basically, and then they were just all sold out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Wii U. I think the Wii U is a great little great little system. I think I have some friends that have one, so I'll see if uh, they'll let me borrow it so I can play Zelda, and then I'll just give it back. <laughs> Vader, you've got the Switch pre-ordered, right? Yes, I do. And you're obviously picking up Breath of the Wild there? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, it's, yeah, it's day one uh, pickup for me for that one. And Josh, you you probably don't give a damn about the Switch or the Zelda game, right? No, not particularly. No, I've I've never played a Zelda game for more than ten minutes. So when I read this part on the actual on the plan, I took that as face value. When it says Breath of the Wild can't be one hundred percent completed, I thought you meant in terms of actually making it. <laughs> given how it's been delayed time and time again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gone gold. It's gone gold. Um, yeah, it yeah. It wasn't until I remember that. Yeah, it wasn't until I remembered that, and I thought, "Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough." <laughs> but yeah, no, I've never played a Zelda game, so this this completely it flies way above my head. <clears throat> cool, cool, cool. Anybody have any other news before we move on into the games that we've been playing lately? Mm, no, I don't no so. absolutely not. Me? No, Catherine, tell me what you know about Watch Dogs Two. Oh uh, yeah, Watch Dogs Two. So I really wasn't expecting to pick this one up because I did not like Watch Dogs One. Did any of you guys mm-hmm. play that? Yeah, unfortunately yes yeah <laughs> yeah i was uh i was one of those unfortunate people i actually spent 100 pounds on the uh the big proper uh oh, dead set no. collector's edition and that was one of the the biggest sort of regrets i have in my gaming career personally it, was not, it wasn't very good it was terrible um, so i've come up with the best way to describe the difference between watchdogs 2 and watchdogs 1 and um did any of you play assassin's creed 1 yes yes Okay, did yeah. you play Assassin's no. Creed 2? Yes. Yes. 
it, the jump to inequality is similar. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. they replaced the boring, shitty protagonist from the first game with a guy that's much more interesting and a supporting cast that's much more interesting. Um, kind of improved upon the mechanics. It's not as glitchy as the first one was upon release. I'm, at least I haven't fallen through the world yet. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's a lot more fun. I haven't played a ton of it, um, but... I have been really enjoying it. I got through the the, um, the uh, Bobo Takes side mission, which is just an obvious jab at Martin Shkreli, if you remember that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun to go and um, steal his money by pretending to be Bobo Takes with a soundboard. And, uh, it's great. <laughs> but I, I haven't really gotten that much into the actual plot. It's mostly, it's, I've been chasing side missions and having a lot of fun with that. Uh, but yeah, much better, much better than Watch Dogs One for sure. Mm. It's yeah. um, it's a very stereotypical Ubisoft open world game, though, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's very much <laughs> yeah. in that vein of you know, climb a tower, reveal a map. Like, there's side activities. Well, you that you can... I, not so much the climbing, but yeah, you you go and you talk to one guy, and he talks about Bobo Dakes or whatever. And while you're running to the next part of that mission, about three or four more open up because you're talking to different people along the way. And then all of a sudden you've got all these little markers on your map that you got to fill out or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every now and again, you accidentally stumble into the plot. Gotcha. Which is, mm. I mean, it's still watchdogs. It's still taking down the man with your hacking or whatever, but <laughs> it feels very much like a modern day take on, um, hackers. Like, like someone's going to like, it's, hack dead sec is literally just anonymous. Okay. I just, yeah. yeah, pretty much. I just it's fully far more wanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about Napoleon yeah. dynamite computer hacking skills. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man! <clears throat> I mean, uh, I I've said to myself that because I was I was burned so hard by the first one, I'm not picking this one up until it's at very most five pounds, just because the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's so, actually already so bad. It's already on sale. Um, yeah, in the United I've States, seen it in about, sales. But... It's about forty dollars, so it's still a bit much. Mm. But um, mm. I got it for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, so the, my my view on it is basically they have to pay me to play the game. That's <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, uh, if you can, if it you can pick so it up, awful. if you can pick it up for cheap, I would recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it for full price. No, oh um, no, I, I definitely wouldn't. I mean, unless it, if it comes on PS Plus, then maybe. But other than that, you're pretty much not getting my money. <laughs> Sorry, but yep. you're not. So. so. Yeah, I did not like the first one at all. It was it was more the uh, the mechanic to do with the the profiler that you had on your phone. I just felt that was such a broken mechanic because it was randomly generated and it took me out of that world when it told me that a character was in their late forties when the character model looked to be about twenty seven. And I thought that's just that doesn't make any sense to me. So <laughs> so when you did that, I thought, no, that's it. You've gone and completely ruined it for me now. And after that I just I washed my hands with it. I finished the game and then never touched it again and sold it. Josh, you you, you missed the point. They use moisturizer. So that's yeah, but only, <laughs> yeah, but there's only so many years moisturizer and a bit of toothpaste can take off, you know. <laughs> You say that, but I'm actually 87, so I think I'm doing pretty good with the moisturizer. <laughs> oh, all right, fair enough, yeah. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe I'll stand corrected on that one. 
<laughs> Catherine, the uh, the first Watch Dogs had like a weird, interesting um, multiplayer mechanic that was kind of it wasn't quite the invasion thing from Dark Souls, but it was. I saw a lot of people comparing it to that. Does Watch Dogs mm-hmm. Two have any of that stuff, or is it primarily just single player? Yes, I've been I've been kind of avoiding it because I don't really like um, the multiplayer. But there was one time when I was running around somewhere and a little message came up. Actually, I think it was uh, I was listening to Police Dispatch or something and they were talking about an incident somewhere and a bunch of purple markers came up and that was a, a little message that it was a pvp event and you could go and mm-hmm. take them out or f- and fight other players um that's another thing that's kind of cool about the game is that things just sort of happen while you're around you um there was one point where i i i think like some sort of altercation happened between two npcs and the police showed up and arrested one of them <laughs> um and apparently those things are sort of randomly generated and they just kind of happen there's only so many of them though uh so you probably see the same ones a couple of times yeah Interesting. Mm. yeah so again the, the multiplayer well, in the first one yeah that's true uh, there's, again the multiplayer in the first one was another thing that, that put me off just because the way that it worked um i was only ever to actually find the person who was hacking me once in about the 12 times that it happened at least if you get invaded in Dark Souls, even if they just come to gank you or something, at least they're there with a set purpose, whereas these people just never really seem to do anything. And it got to a stage where there was, there was only so much space that they could be in because it was turning me on the map, but I just could not find them. And you thinking, well, all that's next to me is a tree and a bush. And, and so you're in neither the tree or the bush, so where the hell are you? Um, <laughs> but yeah. at, least, at least in Dark Souls, if they're coming to just completely wreck you, you can have a laugh I, out of it, but this was just infuriating. And I don't know if I don't know yet if Watch Dogs Two's multiplayer is like that. The only one that I saw so far is a shootout, mm. um, so a bit more straightforward PvP. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just, Josh, I imagined where you're looking for that person, a whole like Charlie Chapman movie, where they're like tiptoeing around behind you, and you turn around and like just swing around behind you. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just taps me on the shoulder and then moves to my side. What? <laughs> you the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds a lot like what I used to do to people in Dark Souls 1 PvP, so maybe I should go see yeah, but so again, Watch Dogs. Again, at least you were there with a set purpose, whereas in Watch Dogs, it never really seemed to actually mean anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, people have made entire video series out of just, you know, just trolling people on Dark Souls, which, you know, again, yeah, people get infuriated with that, but at least they're there for a purpose and to actually do something, whereas Watch Dogs, it never really seemed to, to have any reason for being there, at least yeah. to me anyway, so... Well, maybe they were just yeah. trolling you. Maybe they were just trolling you. Quite possibly, but it was the kind of trolling that I don't find funny. It's like, if, if you want to troll me, fine, but just do something in front of me to make me laugh. I don't mind if you want to shoot me afterwards, but just do something funny. At least then I can get some enjoyment out of it. But when I get nothing out of it, it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, it's just a waste of time, yeah. Yeah. Well, Vader, well, tell me what the um, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun is. I can do. Um... It is a very, very fun, good game. Uh, Moving I've on. Played, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've played, I've played a, uh, only the demo. Um, it's a PC. It's on Steam. It's on Mac as well. It's on PC and Mac. It is a real-time sh- stealth strategy, mm-hmm. uh, squad-based. So it's uh, it's kind of set. The camera is set kind of like that at 45 above kind of angle okay. and you can rotate around the map and it's set in um it's it's uh Edo japan era so it's another samurai game <laughs> uh, are there any so, glamour boys in it 
<laughs> you just want to force that in there, didn't you? Uh, uh yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, as far as I know, you have. I can't change what my characters look like. Uh, it's kind of um, so it works just like a, a it's a clicking game where you kind of click and tell your guys to go certain places and do commands. So kind of like uh, Ultima or uh, Baldur's Gate. Uh, but your little squad, you can move around and, and command them independently. Uh, and yeah, and so idea is the first mission was really cool. You're, you're um, attacking, you're a, a ninja uh, going into Osaka Castle, uh, which I went to, started last year. Uh, and you're, it's, it's the start, it's, I guess it's the last battle before the Shogun uh, uh, reigned over, over Japan and brought peace. And so yeah, it's, you're attacking the Osaka castle and your mission is to g- open up the gate pretty much so the army can stroll on in uh, as, the, as this ninja. And you meet a, uh, another samurai who's attacking one of the smaller gates and you help get in and you start working together. And it's, it's really cool. Like you can do a thing called like, I think it's shadow tactics. Uh, you can you push shift and then you can do a command for one of your characters, but they won't actually execute it because then you can do that with all your characters and then they will... Um, then you hit like the, a, a key, and then it will execute the the um, their assigned task at the same time. And it's pretty cool, like just getting two guys in bushes to in two locations and like assassinating guards that are watching each other at the same time. So it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, it's yeah, I'm, that, I'm it's, watching a video right now, and it um it remind it it kind of seems like it's uh it's like from the same perspective Diablo three is. Except it's like yes, selfie yes, gameplay. Yes. Like this dude's like sneaking mm. around and like killing people and stabbing them in the back and using like throwing stars and stuff. This looks really really neat. It's mm. very fun. Um, it's it's pretty hard. Um, the guards uh, you can sit on so they will uh, as soon as they see you they're alerted. They're, it, it's a cool little um, actually a, a visual uh, cue which is kind of uh, is nice. You can see where they're looking by clicking or right clicking on the guards. Mm-hmm. And then when they spot you, it's it's not an instant thing, but there's a um, they'll have like a, a green visual cone, and that will start filling up with the yellow, and they will see you. They'll be alerted when that yellow cone gets to your character. So if you're right on the outside of their their vision, the vis- their their cone, it will take a lot longer for them to be alerted. But if you're like a few feet in front of them, it'll be almost instant. And I really like that. And there's the, the visual cue of the, the color changing of the um, vision cone. And it um, seems like there's nice um, environmental traps as well. So like I'm, I'm watching this thing where this guy like purposely um, exposed himself to the guards. That sounds wrong. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Let me try that again. He uh, purposely got caught by the guards and uh, baited them over to where like he could push a like a boulder off a cliff and kill two of them at the same time. So that's really neat. This game looks really, really yeah. cool. I might have to check this out. Um, the, the different characters um, have different abilities. So like, uh, as I say, the first one I met, uh, a samurai, and he's obviously more aggressive and can fight. Um, and his, his special is that he he can pretty much take out as many guards as possible within like a circle around the space so if you can you got three guards in there chatting you can walk up behind them and just take them out uh, without anyone being alerted um whereas then you've got the the ninja who's got the the ninja star the the shuriken hmm. uh, but it's cool like he has to go pick it back up so he can take out a guard but then he has to go pick it back up um hmm. 
and then as you say there's uh, there's environmental traps like i had like three guards and i was like how on earth am i supposed to take out these three guards there it was like a command post like where they had a map in front of them they were, they were like commanders for the army that um they were defending the castle and I, then i noticed that you could walk around and climb up onto the building and there was a crane with wood on that you could shift and chop on them <laughs> uh, and take them all at once with a big pile of wood uh, and then there was then we met a, a sniper like because it's it's at the start there's uh there is guns uh in this it's at the start of the the period where they start having a reasonable um yeah rifles and yeah you can use him to like camp out on a spot and he can pretty much shoot people anywhere um but if there's two guards they'll be alerted if one of them dies and so you want to take out the solo people and uh you have to use him wisely and oh and this a, is on a, a, a ps4 is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's out yet because uh, I did. Um, I think the guys on Darth Souls actually mentioned this, and I did keep an eye out for it on the store, but I couldn't see it unless I was being blind. But I do know it is definitely at least coming to PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, yeah, I, I was wondering how it would work. I guess it could work all right on with with um, point and click games. For me, don't tend to work as well with yeah. console. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the just the analog sticks a little slow. Yeah, but I'd be interested to try at least. Yeah, I'd be interested to try demo. But yeah, and, and the second mission, I got to play only a little bit of it because the the demo ran out at the time. But you get this little girl who's a trap master. So as you said, J- uh, Jeremy, you can like lay traps that she has, and then she has a, a flute that like a, that sounds like a little bird chirping, and so you can note like alert that's to come to follow you, uh, to find where that noise comes from, to walk into the trap. So there's a lot of variety in how you deal with areas. Um, you can you can uh, non-lethally take out guards, but then they do actually wake up <laughs> and then get alerted because they've been, they've been knocked out, uh, which is one, one thing I always find, found quite amusing in uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: the guards don't wake up, like they'll just stay down. They do wake yeah. up eventually. Oh, no, you're right. No, that's not the right game I was thinking of. What game was I thinking of? I can't remember. You said they never woke up in MGS5 because I sent them all back to base as soon yeah. as I could. Yep. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Fulton, yeah. No, you're one, no one will notice yeah. that you're around if there's no one around to notice. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, well, that looks really cool. I'm, I'm glad you got, brought that to my attention. I'm going to keep an eye on that for on PS4 because that looks really, really interesting. If it's, um, yeah. Those games are always yeah, make fun. or break for me when it comes to the difficulty. Like, if it's super, super hard and I can only get like five missions in, I'll just quit. Like, I'm, I'm not. Well, but if it's fine, yeah. That's what's good about this. Like they know it's going to be a trial and error thing, and it's the gameplay loop is designed that you save. It'll actually pop up with a reminder every like at a minute. It will say you look a little account will pop up and say you haven't saved since oh, a ago. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I dig that. And it's got a quick save button. The problem on my Mac keyboard is that the quick load is also tied to the play button for iTunes, and so it just starts playing. So I can't quick load. I have to like go up and click. But there's like a, a little um button up the top of the screen that you can click on for quick load so it's not mm-hmm. it's designed for you to kind of go through and test and 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 try and and try and work out a better tactic cool shadow tactics um but yeah i really really like it yeah i'm gonna keep an eye out for it mm. josh tell me about Yo. hitting hitting all of the mans hitting all the mans yes indeed i've been playing a bit of hitman recently um I mentioned earlier, uh, Darth Souls, that's actually the guys that got me back into playing Hitman because they've done a couple of videos on Hitman on their YouTube channel. 
Um, and I was watching one of their videos the other day on the Sapienza level, which I think is actually their favorite level. And that's my favorite level as well. So I was watching this video and it, they were showing off a part of the map that I hadn't actually seen before. And I thought, I've never been in there. Right. Okay. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll go back in there and I'll, I'll dip in. And cause I didn't really want to get stuck into anything cause Neo was due out on the Wednesday. So I thought, well, there's no point in sort of getting real properly stuck into anything. I'll just dip in and out of Hitman. And, um, yeah, so I got stuck back into that and I thought, well, I've got a load of challenges I still need to do. Um, and I thought I wanted to go do all the, the sniper challenges as well, but to do that, I needed to raise my mastery level up to 20 no, I didn't. No, sorry. I need to raise it up to 17. Um, so I thought, well, that just gives me an excuse to go back and do some of the challenges I, I haven't done yet. Uh, so I ended up um, just taking care of uh, yeah some, some of the, uh, the challenges that they wanted to do are actually really fun and quite interesting because some of them tie into the sort of the story of the characters that you're taking out and some of them are just do this because you can um but it's it's really interesting to see that in the the sapienza level one of your targets he lives in a lives in a mansion and uh he's kind of haunted by the ghost of his mother or he thinks that he's haunted by the ghost of his mother because uh, it turns out that he actually he actually killed his own mother off so he's kind of like a bit sort of freaked out by that so there is a thing you can do where you can lure him into the mansion by using her old gramophone and then that starts to freak him out and then you can lure him a bit further in by using the stair lift that she used to use to get up the stairs and then you can actually you can make him walk into his mother's bedroom and you can turn on a fan which then makes her old rocking chair go to and and fro and he actually thinks that he's being haunted by the ghost of his mother which is really funny um and then he if you do all that he actually faints so all i had to do was just get out of my hiding place and break his neck and it just hide his body and that was that was done but i just love how you don't have to do any of that but if you choose to do it it kind of it offers you a new way to do it but it also kind of explains the characters that you're taking out at the same time and i think that's really smart um so eventually I did get enough stuff done to unlock what I needed for the sniper challenges because some of the challenges you needed to do from the, the church tower. And I, I spent about an hour and a half trying to figure out a point of where I was originally starting from, trying trying to get from there to the church tower with a sniper rifle on my back, not being seen. And I, and I just uh, trying to figure out a specific route and thought this just is not going to happen. There is nothing I can do that's going to distract every single person on the way for me to get there. And I discovered that there is actually as a, an agency drop-off point in the sewers, which is just below the church. So if I do enough, unlock that so I can get the, the drop-off point in the sewers, I get the sniper rifle there and then just go up to the top of the church. Um, so I did that. And then there's a thing where part of the guy's mansion has a, it's got an observatory in it. So what you can do is you can actually shoot the panel in the observatory on the outer wall of the observatory, which then turns a, the telescope around to sort of where it's kind of looking at you and that draws his attention to it so then he goes up the stairs to look through the telescope and then you can shoot the lens of the telescope that then ricochets off the top of it and shoots him in the head which is absolutely fantastic and so much fun to do um yeah that's pretty much all i did is just i wanted to take care of some of the challenges because i thought i could just i could dip in and out of it it doesn't really offer me sort of too much 
much in terms of story. I could just have a bit of fun, but it turned out that that game probably deserves to be higher up on my list from games from last year. It was in my top five anyway, but it's a real bloody smart game that, and I absolutely loved going back to it. And I do intend to to go back and try and do all the challenges and all the levels anyway, just because it's so much fun. It looks really nice it's on the on the Pro as well. It looks absolutely spectacular because it's got all the, the HDR settings and everything, so it looks incredible. Um, yeah, but uh, that's that's Hitman. And, uh, what a cracking game. Absolutely Hitman is it. like the game that, like between that and Witcher 3 is the game I wish I could spend more time in. Like I keep wanting to go back mm-hmm. to that because there's just so much to do. I watched that giant there bomb uh Christmas video where they were like pulling mm-hmm. stuff out of a hat on like the requirements for the missions. And if you yeah. guys haven't seen that, like go look up like the part where Vinny plays because it is hysterical. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. dude, it's just, I mean like the stuff that he gets in the situations he gets into and like tries to get out of are just so great. It's really, really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. That game is so good. I mean, I've always been a bit of a apologist for Hitman Absolution, which everybody seemed to hate for some reason. I don't quite understand why. I really feel that game was was really underappreciated. I thought it was brilliant. Again, it gave you a load of challenges, a load of different ways to actually do what you needed to do. Um, and I did spend a, probably a, a good sort of 40 or 50 hours doing all, a lot of those challenges. I need to go back and do the rest of them, actually. But yeah, people hated that game. I don't really understand why. But this one is apparently a spectacular return to form for most people. I thought it was all right anyway, but yeah, I, d- I love Hitman. It's been one of my favorite franchises since, well, since, I don't know, probably about 2005-ish. So it's always good to actually go back and just, just have a bit of fun with it. Good deal. Yeah. Um, Kay, talk to me about Day of the Tentacle, because uh, this is a great, great remaster on the PS4 that I am absolutely in love with. Yeah, I, I picked it up. It was on PS Plus for free a couple of months ago, or maybe it was last month. I don't mm-hmm. really remember. But um, it it's sort of a one of those LucasArts adventure games that I missed the boat on because I was too young to play it when it came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. But um, I was sort of peripherally aware of it because I was obsessed with Grim Fandango. I am obsessed with Grim Fandango. Um, and so I picked it up when it came on PS4 and... Wow, I'm I'm so bad at point and click adventure games. <laughs> I just, especially, I, I don't know, Grim Fandango. Like some sometimes the puzzle logic would get a little bit odd, but I feel like I could always figure it out. Whereas with Day of the Tentacle, sometimes I just did not understand what I was supposed to be doing with any given item, especially since there's the added dimension of sometimes you have to send it backwards or forwards in time and tr- and rub it up against everything in that dimension too. And <laughs> just, just rubbing soapy water on everything I can touch <laughs> all throughout the level. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, but I did really enjoy it a lot. Um, it looks really good, uh, the remaster. It, it looks really the nice. And, the, uh, the music in that it's... game is really awesome. Like, I really like the the style of music in that. The um, there's a there was a theme that was free around the time it was released. I don't know if it's free anymore, but there's there's very few like themes out there for PS4 that are like bright purple and have like cool jazz music. <laughs> and this was like the one, so it stayed on my screen for a long time. Like, it was a, it was really really nice. So. Have either of you guys played I, it? I... No. 
Mm, no, I did uh, download it because it was on. Is is it this month's PS Plus? Game? I think it was January. I think it was last month. Yeah. Oh, it was last month. Yeah, I did actually make a point of downloading it um, while it was free because it's one of those I've always wanted to play. And I really like the fact that they're doing this with the old LucasArts stuff because we had Grim Fandango and we've got uh, Full Throttle coming this year as well, which is one I've always actually wanted to sit down and play properly because it just really speaks to me. The whole aesthetic and the whole biker thing just really speaks to part of me. So, yeah, I'm glad that these these old games are are getting the kind of the attention that they deserve because... I was quite young when they first came out. It was really very early in my sort of gaming life, so I never really got a chance to play any of them. So hopefully now I can actually sit down and learn to appreciate them, especially because you can do the thing where you switch between the old and the new graphics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like being able to do that. Um, Man, you want to talk about did some that. funky puzzle logic. Uh, I played Full Throttle like back in the day when it came out, and... Oh man, like some of the leaps in logic that you have to do in order to get past something just like mm-hmm. nowadays, like games would be crucified for that kind of comment stuff. But like that was kind yeah. of like the bread and butter of adventure games back then. I, um, I missed the boat on full throttle as well. That, that came out in 95, right? Originally. Probably. So, yeah, I, think so. I, I would have been four yeah. years old. So. God, I'm uh, so old. <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> You're in your late thirties. That's not old. <laughs> oh my god! Don't say late thirties, Jesus. <laughs> well, would you rather put it into years, days, or months? It's up to you. <laughs> I might need to sit here and calculate how many days it is. But <laughs> no, no, let's not. Let's not get into. Instead, let's talk about something equally as scary, which is Resident Evil Seven. I saw a couple of us have it on our list this week. Um, Catherine, you've been playing it a little bit? Uh, Yes, I rented that one uh, from Redbox and played it in a weekend. And, like, good good game. (laughs) Great game. It's a fantastic game. Uh, And I will mention that I was not playing it in VR. I do not have VR. Yeah, we're going to get to some some VR chat in a minute. Do, Do you have much of a history with the series? Have you played all of the games leading up to it? No, I've only played four. Okay. Um, so kind of. Like I never me. really got into the old ones, so I don't really have much history with it. But I, from what I know of them, I know that this one is a bit more like the old games, despite except for you know being in first person. Yeah. Um, hmm. Does this make you want to go back time, and, and try them out? Well, not really. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I just I, I I'll probably play Resident Evil Two Remake when that one comes out. But um, overall, I'm just it's just not I'm just not into them. You know, they're good games, but they're not for me. And they're mm. quite old at this point, so I feel like it might be a bit hard to go back. Yeah. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I think I complained last time I was on this show that uh, I'm not very good at first-person games because the uh, perspective kind of trips me up. But I think that kind of worked for Resident Evil 7 because it limits your view so things can sneak up on you and you have to be careful. It's spooky. Mm-hmm. I think Maybe, it probably helps that... It- Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I think it probably helps that Resi 7 is quite a sort of a slow-paced game anyway, so you can really take your time with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that probably helps you because you haven't got the pressure of needing to actually get things done as quickly as possible, whereas in yeah, something yeah. like Dishonored, sorry. you kind of, sorry, uh, you just kind of got a bit more pressure um, because it's some, I think it's probably because there's more enemies around you. Um so I don't know. Maybe that's just how I feel. Anyway, the uh, the other thing that might help is that it's, it primarily takes place indoors, so you don't have mm. to worry about everything True. around yeah. you. It's it's you you generally spend a lot of time with 
a wall on either side of you and then you have to worry about behind you and in front of you. So mm. there's less it's not the open world issue that I have sometimes. <laughs> That's true. Vader, you've been uh playing this in VR? Yeah, I was I was looking at buying it, but the local games um GameStop or EB Games, it's called here, is, uh, didn't actually have one in stock, which was weird. <laughs> which I'm, but I'm I'm glad that they did it now because um, I ended up going and playing because I had avoided playing the demo in VR because I was waiting just to buy the full game, and I played the. My brother-in-law came over last weekend and I chucked him in VR, um, and he he playing Resident Evil and then he kind of just was like. You need to get me out of this. <laughs> um, and he told me afterwards that he um, he only hung on as long as he did before saying anything because he didn't want to look <laughs> like he was being a wuss. Uh, but he was real ill. And then I played it for like ten minutes, and yeah, I got I felt very ill. Um, it's the worst I felt actually. Like really? the worst I felt playing VR. There's a uh, there's a message in the full game that tells you, hey, if you're getting sick playing this in VR, you should turn off whatever setting. Um, and that apparently helps, but. Uh. Yeah, I, I've, I've been hearing lots of reports of people getting sick playing Resident Evil in VR. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. So yeah, it made me ill. Um, it looks cool being in like, it's like you can actually see there's holes in the, in the plasterboard and stuff and the walls. You can actually peer into them and, and you can see like cobwebs and it's a very different experience. And so it's worth having a look if you can, but yeah, playing it for any period of time, this was bad, but yeah, maybe the, the setting cause uh, Robinson, it still made me feel sick, but it, it was a different kind of sick and it took a bit longer usually. Hmm. But that has where you turn, if you're changing where you're looking, it, it flicks. So it's like almost like the um, the points on the clock where it will just hmm. flick to the next like section, whereas Resident hmm. Evil was smooth. Um, and so that may be switching it. Maybe that's what it is, switching it off smooth. Another right. thing that I've heard that helps with VR in general is to have something to look at so the gun or the knife or I uh, like Eagle flight has, has the Eagle's beak that you can see a little bit apparently oh, well, that, for some reason, apparently that helps. It gives you something to focus on. So you're yeah. not just yeah. real central focal point. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Can see yeah. That. yeah. Um, but yes, right. I didn't have the, there was nothing when you first start resident evil. Yeah. You don't um, have anything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How does the, uh, how does the resolution hold up in the VR headset? Uh, it's pretty good. It looks really nice. Uh, you can yeah. you can kind of see the joins of the of the environments better more so than you can in like a a normal screen, mm. but it still looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, and it's pretty nasty. Like you just see things that you don't when you're a normal first person. Like the floor by the fridge in that kitchen is covered mm-hmm. in like rotten slime, mm-hmm. and it's so feral. Like it's because you know it's a feral place, but it's like mm-hmm. that much worse in VR. Like, and I wonder if that helps with the noise here because you just, you kind of <laughs> you can see the grossness more. Um, Game's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, and that's why I'm kind of glad I didn't pick it up. Is I really, really like Resident Evil. Like I maybe not so much now, but a few years ago I would be able to sit down and describe what like where the timeline for each character and where they fit in and which game and. Um, and it could tell you who, which characters were, 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 were in each game. So I'm a huge fan of the series, but I just, I just do not like the, the slasher, um, the hills have a thousand eyes kind of horror. Like <laughs> I can't stand this hillbilly horror. 
Oh, I like it. I love it. Actually, when they got away from that a little bit in Resident Evil 7, I didn't like it as much anymore. So, mm. yeah, I could hear yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, to me, that's not where Resident Evil came from. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I guess that's that's where me not liking the other Resident Evil mm. games as much kind of comes in. Suits, yeah. yeah, the yeah. one that I like for um, was a little bit like this. They had the Ganados um, type yeah, enemies but, that were just yeah. possessed hicks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but least the zombies were still there though. Like it was yeah, still zombies. They were still monsters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is, is the, the original Resident Evils came out at a time when I wasn't actually bored of zombies, whereas now I'm sick to the back teeth of zombies. So, yeah, I just I, to have something that kind of shakes up the mix a little bit and offers me something that speaks more to me in terms of my own personal interests is definitely greatly appreciated. So, without too many spoilers, uh, how does it actually tie in with? Does it does it tie in? Because I know in the demo that out there was actually umbrella. There's a picture of the umbrella corpse, like yeah. helicopter. I think it was. Um, does it actually tie in? Or there's a character at the end that mm-hmm. um, I think is in one of the previous games. Mm. I don't want to go into it too much in case. Yeah, I don't want yeah, to say yeah, kind of spoilers. Yeah, go skirt around it. Yeah. If you um, yeah, if you're fun. interested though, our our buddies over at Chomp Chain just released a Resident Evil Seven spoiler cast where they go all into yeah, it. So mm-hmm. go check I could also it. just yeah. type it into the Discord chat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about a, a game that I had no idea I was going to pick up this week, uh, but I ended up being kind of out of town, so um, needed something on my phone, and uh, I picked up Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, oh. and Catherine and Vader, I know both of you are, have been playing a little bit of this. Uh, personally, I, I've never played a Fire Emblem game before, so I've always been like very confused when it comes to uh, people getting like excited for a Fire Emblem character to come into like Smash Brothers or for like Amiibos to be released or whatever. Like, I just never understood it at all. Um, <clears throat> but man, like, I get it. Like, I've only played maybe an hour or two, but like recruiting heroes and like all of a sudden I have like favorite dudes and I'm like, I hate that chick. And <laughs> I can definitely see the appeal of these characters. Like I can, I can see being sucked into the anime hole that is Fire Emblem. Um, I, the, the actual gameplay seems pretty simple and I'm not like a huge fan of this free to play stuff where like I'm earning orbs and I have stamina and all that stuff. So I mentioned this on Twitter and Catherine, you and I talked a bit back and forth. Like I'm actually probably going to go try to seek out that GameCube game because the little shield TV I have will uh, emulate GameCube pretty easily. So I can just play that the on my TV. dollar one? Yeah, but I'm, I'm just I'm just going to download the ROM. Like I'm not even going to front. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. <laughs> my, little, my little shield TV like emulates GameCube stuff pretty easily. So um, I can just like load the ROM on an SD card and be done with it. Not have to pay an $80 for <laughs> fee to play a GameCube yeah, game. No, that one... Um... Path of Radiance is the one we're talking about. And yeah. I did really, really enjoy that one. Um, the story is anime as hell, but um, that's Fire Emblem for you. But Can you, uh, name, I, can I, you I, name your character in Path of Radiance? No, his name's Ike. Oh. Well. That's, that's his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, if, you should come to me for tips on that one because I, I made all the mistakes when I played that back as a teenager. And <laughs> don't make my mistakes. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I got far into the game before my mistakes started to to screw me over, and I had to restart. So, um, yeah, you can you can really screw yourself over in that game in a lot of ways if you don't really know what you're doing. Um, hmm. But it's yeah, it, it, the gameplay in Fire Emblem Heroes is simplified compared to the console and hand, handheld um, 
Fire Emblem games uh, to like. Um, I'm not really sure how to go into it. it. It's very it's very similar where you you have your grid and you move your characters around the grid and you can pick units to attack. I know in the um, in Heroes you sort of just mouse over them and that goes into the attack animation. Whereas in um, the console games, you cl- you know you click on them and then you can pick attack item, weight, pick up. Um, you have a selection of things you can do, and um, you know weapon weapon reel is still there. One thing I notice is that mages like mage type characters in Fire Emblem Heroes are strictly long distance, whereas in the console games you could do either or. Yeah. At least mm-hmm. I remember that from Path of Radiance. You could attack up close. It was just a bad idea to do so because they can't take any damage at all, <laughs> so and no far, permanent death in in uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. You get your heroes back at the end of the fight. Yeah, I can see permadeath being like something that just guts me in an actual game of this. But like, because I've I've already like because I'm kind of terrible at the game. Like I'm not very good at it. <laughs> so like I've, yeah. like people have died in the middle. I'm like, if that was my favorite dude or whatever, I would be heartbroken. Like yeah, no. Like recently, I, I replayed Path of Radiance, and there was one mission I restarted on three or four times because I would get all the way to the end, and the boss would do a critical hit and one and one shot that whatever character. Um, I, I fought him with, and the first time I had to reset because it was the main character that, um, got one shot because, and that's a, that's a game over. But the other times it was just, it was my favorite character. So I had to restart. He had some like, he had like 46% crit rate. It was bullshit. (laughs) I was so salty. (laughs) What about you, Vader? Are you enjoying the, the mobile version? Yes, I am. Um, I, I think it's really good. Um, for it's. The free-to-play stuff, yeah, I agree with. There's just so much, so many different currencies and meters and numbers and stuff that just would be a lot simpler if it wasn't there. Um, I'd rather pay 10 bucks and just have a a cool little story to play through um, than a free-to-play game. My favorite thing so far is that, um, and if you guys follow me on Twitter, you've seen this, but I named my character Sam and Dean. So all of these anime characters are now talking to Sam and Dean Winchester. And it's just, I can't... Describe to you how much entertaining I'm getting entertainment I'm getting out of this. Like it just, I know it's like the dumbest thing in the world, like to name like the horse in Zelda, like my ass or whatever, like bring my ass over here or whatever. Like I know that it's like a played out joke, but there's something about all of these anime people being like, oh Sam and Dean, do you want to chat? Like it's just so funny to me. The uh, the Shin Megami Tensei games let you name the main characters of Persona and all that, and uh, I think. Nocturne lets you name almost the entire main cast. And yeah, I had fun with that. <laughs> I had lots of fun with that. It's so much fun. Yeah, I love I love it. It's man, I'm just gonna keep hearing that I can't name some character in Path of Radiance actually doesn't makes me not want to play it now. <laughs> so that's how much entertainment uh, I'm getting out of this. That's, that's not usually how it is in Fire Emblem, I'm sorry. No, that's yeah, that's fine. That's that's just me being dumb. Um so yeah, like that's that's good stuff. Um, I haven't gone through like a, a, several people sent me um, their friend codes or whatever Nintendo calls them in this Dell mobile app. They're like 18 digit alphanumeric code in order to be friends with somebody on a, on a phone. Um, so I, I haven't added all of you people yet, but I will. And if anybody else wants to join up, post your friend codes and I'll make sure to retweet it from the Dark Insight account so we can all be oh. Fire Emblem friends. Yeah, I've been meaning to do that. You, you can name weapons in Path of Radiance. So you could probably have a little fun with that. <laughs> so I could have I could have the Colt 
like from Supernova. Yeah, Nobody, can, nobody can knows can my forge dumb a weapon and, and give it a special <laughs> name. I definitely was rocking Demon Brant and Soul Brant for a little bit. Excellent, excellent. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> um, what else do we have to talk about? I, would, I guess I'll do a very quick Stardew Valley check-in. Stardew Valley still owns. <laughs> Please, please go. go buy Stardew Valley and play it. It's it's just great. Um, I heard from <clears throat> a friend of the show, uh, Richard, a.k.a. Revitar, from the We're Not Wizards podcast, and I've gotten him addicted to it. And um, it, just to show you this game goes full circle, I was streaming this game one time, and our friend Brian Wade popped on the stream and was like, he was like, oh, I'm just... You're so adorable with your tiny little inefficient farm. And I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm new. I'm just learning how to play. Like, leave me alone. And then sure enough, like it's been about a month since then. And Richard sent me a picture of his, uh, a screenshot of his little farm. And I was like, oh, you're so cute with your tiny inefficient dumb little farm. (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely, uh, I'm, I'm pretty well into spring on year two and just having a, a great time i've I'm, I'm like the parsnip king i have like four 500 parsnips that i keep turning into parsnip pickled parsnip to sell for like an incredible amount of money so yeah and uh chris told me that he just broke a million dollars like he's got like a million dollars banked up in starting because he's in like year two and or year three and just having he just can't stop playing <laughs> so that game is awesome um, mm. and I guess the last thing we need to talk about, Vader, you've played some For Honor because I've put like thirty minutes into that game so far. Have you played it significantly? Yeah, I hated it. Deleted it. Okay, <laughs> right then. Well okay, nice. Really? Because I um, <laughs> I've responded to this like for it to be a quote unquote like Souls like, which is everyone is saying like for any game that has you know behind the shoulder perspective and melee combat. No, stamina. it's crap. <laughs> well, from what I've seen of it, it doesn't look anything like Souls. So I'm not sure. No, why. it's it's We're not it's not much like from. Souls. But um, I like the combat better than I did. Just a, you know, just again, I've only done the tutorial, but I like that better than I liked what I played of Neo so far, which. We're going to get to Neo in a minute. You guys can make fun of me for that. But yeah, I, I, I kind of dug it. Like I haven't played, I played one multiplayer match and I did okay. So like I was kind of digging it. What don't you like about it? Mm. Um, well, first off, it looks very pretty. Like it looks, yes. it's, mm-hmm. it's a very nice looking game. And then Ubisoft got their hands on it. <laughs> and it's been very Ubisoftified. <laughs> <laughs> for a non-open world game, there are icons everywhere still. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. It just, just irritated me. Like you, you, you do the tutorial and I was the same. I did the tutorial. And I was like, Oh, this is all right. Yeah. I like this. I don't like the forced animate, like the over animated movements of your character where you don't have full control. Like you do, like, I really like dark souls that you have full control of your character. Every little button you push, every little movement with the analog stick is you moving your control, your character. Whereas this is heavy and clunky because it's got like, the animation takes over. You push a button and the animation Man, takes like over that, too much. I don't, I'm not going to call you out or anything, but like that, that whole statement just seems wrong to me. <laughs> not to, not to, uh, be, not to be disagreeable, uh, but man, that's like dark souls is very much that yeah. like you, if you, sw- if you hit R one, then you commit to that full animation. Like you can't break out of that animation. Yeah, but it's, but you're doing it. Whereas this is, there is like other stuff happening that you're not necessarily controlling. Like I, I really dislike games. I get real frustrated with the games. Most games, it doesn't matter because the f- combat isn't central to it, but where you push like your analog stick and there's like a wind up to your character and you're, you're not, the animation is, is overriding what you're doing. If that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a little bit with the Witcher where you mm-hmm. hit attack and like your guy will go like run across the room to attack someone. 
Mm. Um, it's yeah, it's. I found it too heavy and sluggish. Um, the movement mm. and the and the, the combat. Um, but it was all right. I kind of thought it was cool, like the concept, and I liked the idea of it. And I was really way into it when I first saw it. Yeah. But then it goes through. You finish the tutorial, and it goes through, and it's a stupid like voiceover description of the map and there's all these there's this kind of map fight and then there's this kind of there's seasons and weeks and rounds and this i'm like i don't i just want to fight some dudes yeah so um, so for the people that's not for the people that don't aren't familiar with this um it's for honor is like an online kind of uh mm-hmm. it's a pvp thing uh but it's it's kind of an interesting mix so you pick a faction and the factions are like viking dudes samurai or excuse me glamorai boys and um the third one's like your basic like knight person, um, which is kind of boring. Um, I chose a Viking dude because Vikings are rad. Um, but like they, they have this whole online component. So the three factions are going to constantly be fighting back and forth and taking territory from one or the other. Um, the, the core gameplay is you're kind of a hero and you have a team, you have a team of other heroes and you're, you're going through and like taking these points, like checkpoint a or B or C pretty basic stuff um there's other mobs so like your team will have like a group of soldiers and the opposing team will have a group of soldiers uh, you can't really lock onto them you just kind of they're just kind of like mobs so they're kind of there to get oh. in the way and to as you as Those you push worst. forward they can i'm sorry that was the worst of mobs like you just hold down square and it just like kills them <laughs> yeah they're not they're they're, they're kind of there <laughs> like they're not there to earn points or anything they're kind of there just to like waste time I wouldn't say waste time. Like it's it's the the combat feels like as you take over a point, like they kind of rush in behind you. So um, it's kind of like you're leading the charge of something. I actually kind of dig that that component of it, even if it's like killing them is pretty is pretty easy and trivial. But like you're not you're not really supposed to spend a lot of time doing that. And then um, but the 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 big thing is once you actually find a player or like I, I did a duel with a bot, um, which was also kind of fun you have kind of three stances that you can get into um, like up left or right with whatever weapon you're using. And you know, if you're locked on and you're right, like you kind of, you have to predict your opponents. You don't really have to predict because it shows on the screen what, what their stance is, but you kind of have to like time your dodges in order to block their attacks and then to attack where they're not guarding. So it's kind of a, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's chess or anything like that, but it's very strategic, like the way that you fight players and you've got like a guard break and you can do throws and things like that. So it's all, it's, it's kind of like a really stripped down fighting game, but with melee combat instead. So it's, it's really, I, I thought it was really fun. I was surprised to hear you. You didn't like it so much. All of the Ubisoft you're t- stuff you're talking about, like I literally skip past the CGI intro videos and them talking about the maps or, or whatever. Like it's definitely got that layer of, you know, you can do loadouts and you unlock stuff as you <clears throat> level up. But like every single game ever is going to have that. Like that's nothing like particularly. Strange, yeah, so. I, I get I get sick of that stuff. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I've, people that like a, my mate uh, is way into his fighting games. He's like way into Street Fighter and he's into all the hitboxes and, and strategies and whatnot. And he's really enjoying it. Um, so, okay, so there yeah. is there a um, which which makes sense. But yeah, I just he you're supposed to do the advanced tutorial. I so I said after bouncing off it the first time, I said to him I'd go and try the advanced tutorial, and I went in and I was in there for like thirty seconds. Like no, I'm done. Can't do this. This is just <laughs> irritating. <laughs> uh, uh, I just I just really don't like it. Um, yeah, the fight, and I ended up just deleting it. I just found it too frustrating. Uh, That's fair enough. Yeah. 
And for, mm. I mean, it'll probably be too late by the time this episode comes out because this will probably come out Sunday. But um, like it's an open beta this weekend, so literally mm-hmm. anybody can go and, and download it and check it out for themselves. So mm. I want to know what happened to the the story campaign that they were talking about because that's what I was more interested in. Oh, I mean, I don't I don't know if that's I haven't like I remember seeing this on an E three thing, and I remember seeing this on the um like the Waypoint seventy two games and seventy two hours stream, and but I haven't heard anything about like story mode or, or whatever. I would be I would be super into this if it had story mode in it. I can tell you that right now. That, that was the other thing. I um my Xbox Gold Live thingy subscription ran out like three days ago, so I couldn't play anyone online. Oh, well, I'm playing this. I played <laughs> I it on PS four, so yeah. Yeah, I've got no hard drive space on PS4. Um, well, that's good because uh, the PS4.5 update will be coming soon, and you can just plug a 3.0 hard drive in there. Yes, I'm, Thank I'm God. very yeah, excited I'm gonna need about it. that. I'm gonna I looked it. up uh, a bunch of stuff to, to download Neo recently. Mm-hmm. It's really yep. annoying. Yeah, you yeah, and me both. My problem is I don't, I don't want to like uninstall Bloodborne or Dark Souls Three or Dark Souls Two. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's how I am too. It's like, well, or I might go back to that one. Exactly, yeah. and, the answer, yeah. and I probably won't. But what if I do though? I made a whole exactly. folder of unplayed games, and I just keep putting stuff in there because it's an easy way for me to keep track of like, oh, I should go check out something new. And like that folder is ridiculous. Now I, didn't, I need to start deleting PS Plus games, but I can't make myself do it. So. <laughs> That you can hmm. always re-download them. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the cool thing. Yeah, yeah, but that's, 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 yeah, but that, it never feels like that's the point, though. You think, ah, oh, but I kind of like it being on there just for that one day when I might actually get around to playing it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm. I deleted Overwatch to make space. No, that's fine. That sounds perfectly acceptable I, to me. I traded it in. <laughs> that sounds quite acceptable. Rude. <laughs> well, um... I have no interest. Unless you guys object, uh, we can stop talking about lesser video games, and I can just turn the three of you loose on talking about Neo. And um, or do we need to? You guys want to take a break or anything? Or we're just ready to jump in. Could we do a little break? Actually, we could do a little break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome back. We're going to be talking about Neo for the rest of the podcast. Uh, we've got a, a bunch of listener feedback, but first, uh, Josh and Vader and Catherine are all going to talk about their experience with the games. We may get into spoiler territory. I would rather just, none of us have played very far into it, so we're not going to specifically talk about plot or anything, but like we'll probably talk about bosses. So like if you're super spoiler phobic, then you know maybe skip past 15 seconds when you hear us talk about something. But otherwise, it's just going to be mechanics, so... Vader, why don't you? I think you're the furthest of us off. Why don't why don't you start us off with some general Neo opinions? Well, first off, I wanted to say I'm going to be that guy and say it's not that hard. There <laughs> no, uh, we go. No, there right we go. Off that. <laughs> but no, no, and I'm going to I'm going to be another guy and say I said this was a good game a year ago, <laughs> and no, everyone I'm... boohooed me. And no, I, I've I've you... also been playing it since good. the alpha demo. Good. Okay. Um, and I also don't think it's nearly as hard as a lot of people are thinking it is. Um, like, I, IGN was like, we're not going to review this game because it's too hard. Like, babies. Babies. <laughs> well, I, I've actually, partly because I have played the betas and the demos and the alphas, um, I've had an easier time with this than I would have ever had with any of the Souls games starting off. Um, yeah. 
it it is pretty brutal at times, and the bosses are the hard sticking points. Um, yes, they are. Yeah. But I, I, I think I played for about two hours before I died um, through the first. And I get you. Um, I got through the first that first uh, fishing village and up to the boss before I died. I managed nice. to do that on one shot. Um, so. I, I, I just want to start off by talking about how great the intro level was and how much yes, of a surprise. Yeah, I've been not saying anything uh, what yeah. it was because I wanted to keep to talk about it here. Um, it's a Japanese samurai game or you're a foreigner mm-hmm. in, a Jap- in, in, in Japan as a sum- acting as a samurai. Mm-hmm. To start off in the Tower of London was a huge mm-hmm. twist and it was yeah. great. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. Um, yeah. And the cool thing is, I thought you lost all your gear, but you can actually go into your store box and pull out your, your medieval gear that you you find through that level. And oh, so I'm cool. tempted to run around as a medieval knight. <laughs> English mm. knight through through Japan is just going to be fun. Um, <laughs> I, and I love the detail. They have like the Tower of London guards and they've got the, the HR um the, of the the royal signet on the on the mm. back and the detail of it was fantastic considering mm. it was just an intro level and it could just be a throwaway um, but it was a very nice surprise. Mm. I had my I had my very first uh, Dark Souls style nope moment when when I was playing that and I, I walked around a corner and there were these two huge heavily yeah. armored dudes standing there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just backed yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I did the same. <laughs> um, but I, I, I did eventually fight them. But yes, yeah. you throw a stone at one of them and then they. <laughs> Well, I find that when I throw rocks at enemies, um, like one dude gets hit in the head and his buddy's like, oh my God, where'd that come from? And they both come at me. <laughs> so yeah, the, what the I did find isn't very long. The tether is quite short. Yeah. For those, those of you that are having trouble, arrows in that game are godlike. And if you get a headshot yes, on an unhelmeted enemy, yes. they will instantly die. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. So I, yep. I did that to pick off enemies a lot after I finally got a bow and arrow. It was just yeah. to well, you get shoot right. one in the head and then I only have to deal with one of them because... Yeah, the dude's got what just da- just done. He's dead. Awesome. Yeah, that's really handy. I, I often use that for um, a little bit of crowd management. Like when you get into the the first village, when you actually leave England, uh, and there's one bit when there's two guys stood there, and you know that if you aggro one, the other one's going to come with him. So you kind of just lean around the corner, take out the or oh, I did anyway, take out the guy on the right with an arrow, and then that alerts his friend. But it means you've only got one of them to deal with. So it's really yep. really handy to do that. So yeah. this, this game does get difficult when you have multiple enemies, one on one. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're yeah. better off if you can pick them off one by one for sure. Mm. I, I had more yeah. trouble with enemy mobs than I ever did with any of the big demon dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that I mean, I guess that's standard Souls tactics, right? You want to kind of lure them out and mm. get into tight corridors where they can't swing their mm. freaking spears around and choose your take fights. Them out. Yeah. 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 Be be yeah, a brilliant. huge coward. Be a massive coward the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and um, it, oh yeah, just the um, the level design is pretty good. Uh, when you move mm-hmm. into the different, I love the shortcuts and the, the creative mm-hmm. ways of doing shortcuts uh, in the fishing yeah. village. There's ladders, mm-hmm. there's uh, buckets of water that you put out fires. Um, it's great. Mm. Can I just say as well, the fishing village? I don't know if I'm going to be on my own on this one. I got massive orphan of cos vibes from that fishing village. I don't know about you. But just the way that it looked, it really reminded me of the actual the plane that you fight with Orphan of Cos. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. You're just but, thinking that because it's a fishing village. 
I am probably, but it's, <laughs> yeah, but there's just um, what it really reminded me of. And I thought, oh yeah, but that, that boss fight was too good. And that fishing village is the first area of the alpha mm. demo. Yes. And it is much yeah. less difficult than it was in the alpha demo. Yes. Um, they've, for anybody who thinks it's unbalanced cliff, it's, <laughs> you don't know where we've been, man. Like that was brutal in the alpha demo. They've uh, they've done away with weapon durability and rebalanced it a lot since then. Mm-hmm. And it's my, that's probably part of the reason why I'm like it's not that hard, guys. It's because yeah. I I played the alpha demo and I know how bad it can get. Well, yeah, you, never, could, you could run up to a, a you'll run up to the boss. Your weapons could break, so you kind of had a farm for like three well, weapons. And then to the counter to that was that. Every every enemy in the level dropped a weapon. Pretty much, yeah. All the time, yeah. um, so you weren't really ever short on them. But still, like, whoops, my weapon broke in the middle of combat. Mm. Um, yeah, and I never beat uh, the that ogre boss in the alpha, so it was kind of like sweet revenge to get him in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I beat him in the alpha and the, the beta or the demo, the first demo. Did you beat um, Nue as well? The which, second uh, which- boss. In- He's the, he's the lion-looking dude that shoots lightning. He's been moved to a different spot. I don't know where he is now. But uh, people um, were saying in the alpha demo that he was impossible. <laughs> no, I didn't get that far because I was, I was in Japan when it was out. So I was only playing when I had time when my brother was oh, still yeah. sleeping in the mornings. Mm. So I only got through the first area in that one. Um, mm. Yeah. I guess yeah. I want to talk about how, how much depth there is to the, the, the build that you, the builds you can have because um, mm-hmm. it's got your soul stats, your same kind of souls, basic, your, your stamina, your health, your mm-hmm. dexterity. Strength and dex, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you but, also have ninjutsu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you That's have stat, but... Then you have magic, um, mm-hmm. and which, you, which is like, it's the magic and the ninjutsu, uh, uh, I guess it's a skill tree of sorts. Um, where you get points and you can allocate different abilities, and there's just mm. a variety in the stuff you can do. Um, I'm, I'm I'm going down the magic route where you can um, buff your weapons, and there's like you can summon your guardian to do like a quick attack. Was one of the magic the magics which uh, stuns pretty much all the the yokai. There's uh, also an item that does that. Yeah, a usable item. Yeah, well, this is this yeah the same talisman, but it's a it's a it, re- it replenishes when you rest. Um, and it's it's great. It's just so useful. Um, and then you've got prestige, which is another leveling mm-hmm. system. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, I was um, so surprised when I got my first little message. Your reputation has increased. What? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, but I, I've I've only streamed the game. Like, so I try to avoid just hunting through menus because it's not that entertaining for people mm-hmm. when I'm just. Yeah. Um, so I knew nothing about it, and I was on the other day. And big shout outs to Sin Plus, on, uh, who's on Twitter, um, listens mm-hmm. to the podcast. He came on and and was um, very supportive of me bouncing off the the, the third boss in the cave, the, the boss in the caves. I think it was an hour and a half. He he hung around and, and cheered me on mm-hmm. fighting that boss. Um, and he kind of ran me through some of the menus and stuff that I just hadn't spent time to go through. And yeah, Prestige was one of them, and it's like free perks or stat boosts for just yeah, doing gives, cool stuff you boons you can pick different ones mm-hmm. yeah similar to the um the is it odoma or kodoma i don't even remember the little dudes at the shrine yes oh, the kodoma, um, yeah. yeah yeah you oh. they they can mm-hmm. give you if you find enough of them you can get special boons mm-hmm. from them as well 
they are the cutest, coolest thing yeah. ever. Like, so I really, you want to find them. Yeah. Yeah. I want little figures of them. A little set of yeah. five. Yeah, yeah they're cool. <laughs> them, and the, the, them and the Bloodborne messengers, man. So mm-hmm. great. Yeah, they're not yeah, as they're cute. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, similar to the similar to the Kodoma, they're just kind of like partying it up. Like you, yeah. there, there's that one messenger bath in the in the dream where they they got like bottles of stuff and, and just, just having a party without me up in that little bath. Yeah. Same thing with the Kodoma. <laughs> they they party it up while they're at the shrine, but they play music and everything. It's it's so cute. They're yeah, very and, charming. Yeah, they're cool. The more you get, the noisier the, the little shrine gets. It's just <laughs> they're all yeah. singing along and it's yeah, really it's really charming. cool. Uh, but like the prestige, like it's cool that you get that. Like I got one in the caves, the big open cave area. There's like a, a drop off you can get to an item, and I, and I pick and it's like a weapon or some sorts. And I pick it up, and it's like prestige or, or, or achieved because I'm an awesome explorer. Basically, <laughs> like it rewards you for for finding secrets and and odd and missing places, which is very cool. Um, and taking out using different elements and stuff, you get. So there's a lot to it, um, which I was quite surprised and impressed with. There's a lot mm. of systems in uh, Neo. Yeah. Um, then you got which the I know some people are kind of frustrated by because there's so many to keep track of, but a lot of them are also passive, like the prestige system. You don't really need to pay a ton of attention mm. to them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you got the, the whole blacksmithing I haven't stuff. even gotten into that yet. <laughs> no, I haven't done any of that yet. Well, there's you can you can forge weapons. What I think is cool, going down the um, the, the the fashion souls, or, or you know what I mean. Uh, it's not souls, but yeah, uh, you can Where actually. Where cha- <laughs> <laughs> Jerry is still here, people. You can actually, if you find a weapon that is good and you like, but you like the look of a different one, you can actually glamorize. <laughs> Yes, uh, absolutely. The, the weapon uh, to to match the one you like the look of, which I think is yeah. really cool. Um, See, I so love can... I love that idea because I am the, I am that person that will pick the armor set that I, that I like the look of over the one that's actually good. Because like the joke I always say um, when people ask me about that is I can't fight crime if you ain't cute, and like, <laughs> I just I just want my character to look good. Okay. Like, <laughs> So yeah. I like the idea that I can I can get the gear that looks that works well, but also that looks the way that I want to. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. for sure. Um, and yeah, you can do that. Then you can change each each weapon. It has the you. This should resonate with you, Jeremy. It has the Diablo loot system where you've mm-hmm. got like the the whites, the blues, the yellows, and then the purples. Um, and and the purples have like four perks to eat uh, for the equipment, and you can actually re. I can't remember the terms. I may be getting the right terms wrong. I think it's reforge, where you can actually uh, choose one of those stats, and it'll it'll delete it and reprint a new perk on. So mm. if you so you can kind of adjust. I think it is random, um, but yeah, you can readjust. Then you can create weapons from scratch. You can yeah. There's so much you can do with it. With just the blacksmith thing uh, to, to customize your um, your character, it is a little overwhelming how much how many weapons you and drops you get to try and work out which yeah. one you want to equip. I would say that, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I tend to just uh, and a tip that Sim Plus gave me is um, I tend to you I tend to um, what is it um, offer make an offering to the shrine if you're low yeah. on yeah. Um, elixirs and you want to take on a boss and a few extra perks. Yeah. Uh, I would 
stop doing that because you can then you can actually break them down for the materials which helps you then use to make your own gear and better gear oh man i I spent ages last night getting rid of all my pickups by doing that i mean with how often (laughs) yeah it's not a problem yeah it's true it's not a problem it's just um and and i've done and it's useful to do at times if you've got a whole bunch of gear to trade in to get a couple extra elixirs to take on the boss is well worth it at times Mm-hmm. But you can actually disassemble um, weapons. Mm. Um, I I haven't quite figured out the stances yet, um, but I'm a big fan of the key pulse system. Yes. I like have, that you can use it. all your stamina and then gain a little bit back and have just enough to dodge away. It's awesome. Have you unlocked the one where you can you key pulse by dodging? I unlocked that I last yet. night. Go do it. It is very cool. It takes a little bit of, if you've got used to using the R1, it's a little, it takes a little while to get away from just using R1, but it's very useful. <laughs> um, and because of the menus, again, I hadn't gone through them looking at other things. Uh, again, um, Sin Plus, uh, another shout to him. He, he, he pushed me towards that one, and it's very cool. Um, you can do it for the high and mid stunts, and I think it's behind. You've got to unlock one um ability before that one is available but it's well worth it and i think it's only um like one samurai point but it's very it's very good because it means you can attack and then dodge out and get your stamina back yeah that that sounds really useful um mm-hmm. yeah i unlocked that yeah. last night yeah um and you yeah i the stances, um, I do like that they seem to work in situations. So if I'm using a katana, um, the mid stance is where I stand. I, I have just general. That's just how I go. But then I'm, if I'm fighting the there's the kind of the zombie type mining characters that kind of go on their all fours, mm-hmm. I'll switch to the light stance because it goes from up and down. And they have a grab attack, and the, the light the light attack is quicker, and it's up and down, so it hits them when they're low on the ground. But then it also is quick enough to interrupt their attacks. Um, mm. So that's where I tend to switch between the different stances. Um, and then if I'm using the 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 chain and sickle weapon, the the high stance, which is usually is still fast enough and does a lot mm. of damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, d- I haven't messed around too much with the stances. It's more, I s- tend to stick with the mid stance just because I find that's the one that gives me the most consistent results for what I want. Yep. But I, I often switch to the low stance if there's a new type of enemy and I'm not entirely sure how to handle them. So I kind of go to the low stance for just defensive measures while I can kind of get to grips with their attack patterns. And then once I've figured out the sort of the particular ways I can attack them, I then switch back to mid and actually get stuck in there and attack them but it's more of just defending myself while i try and figure out how to to go about the situation um i've i don't even think i've used high stance yet i'll probably save all of that for i mean i don't know if this is going to have a new game plus on it but if it does save that for new game plus just once i've i've beaten the game i understand the game as a whole a lot more so i can just go in and properly experiment with for the time being i just want to stick with a, a set build um and then just try and get through it as best I can without too much experimentation. And then once I, I've got to grips with everything, go back through it and do the experimentation on the second playthrough. In the um, in the last chance demo, I found that the high stance was really useful against the ogre yokai type enemies. All um, oh, right, okay. like the like the lesser ones, the not so mm. strong ones. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, so you could the ones you, you just do a ton more damage. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, can't remember. But there are there are abilities you can stack. So you have got the key pulse for the dodge, but then there's also ones where you can get. Um, uh, I think if you get a, a successful key pulse, you do more damage your next hit. Mm-hmm. You get like a, a, a attack boost. Um, so combining those stuff together is very useful. Um, and that's what I like. There's just a lot of depth to creating a build you want. Um, mm. I was going with a dual, um, dual touchy um, for a while because I liked the speed of it. Um, but on the boss and that cave area, just the, the damage output wasn't enough and there's only time mm. for a, a one or two hits. And so I switched back to the katana. Um, mm. But you, going with the build I'm going with, having the elemental buffs, um, it's very useful having fast weapons because it's the same in Dark Souls. The more hits, the more mm-hmm. damage you're doing with the mm-hmm. elemental. Yeah. Um, my, my combination is I've got a spear and a katana, and the katana is good for tight corridors, and the spear is good for when I want to keep my distance. And that's kind of my, no. my main strategy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do really like the chain and sickle weapon. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> you that saw this looks really cool. Like when I was watching you stream, was that last night or the night before? Um, yeah. it was, it, that weapon looked really, really cool. It, it's mm-hmm. the animation on it is really good. Like the way it's um, been been animated is really nice. Um, there's a little bit of a wind up, and which would make sense because you're spinning a chain. You need to get speed up, but then mm-hmm. it just bleeds them down, man. Like it just <laughs> mounts some enemies hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the weapons are very cool. Yeah. So yeah, can I good. can I ask some questions as somebody who um, has played a little bit of the demo and didn't mm-hmm. particularly enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Did did the I've, I've seen a handful of bosses. Um, they don't particularly look inspired to me. Like, did the bosses continually get better? Like, are you guys into the, like the bosses that you're fighting? I think they're cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, you know, right. you they are they're all based off of uh, basic various creatures from. Japanese mythology, from what I can mm. see of them. Mm. Um, yes. So if yeah. you're not into that, then you're not into that. Mm. How do the uh, would... how do the weapon upgrades work? Because the, the thing I I kind of can't stand about the Souls games sometimes is that you invest a lot in one particular weapon, and um, like think about Bloodborne. Like, there's all kinds of great weapons at the back half of that game, but by the time you get there, like it's hard to upgrade those to keep up with your damage output. Is is it easy to feed weapons to other weapons with these crafting system? And like, if I find something good in the late, later part of the game, I can just upgrade it quickly. Yes, um, there's no upgrading as in like um, Souls, where you go level one, level two, level three. Uh, weapons tend to get better, and they they have a level of their own. And what you can do, if you find a weapon that you'd like, but it's a lower level, you can actually uh, boost it with a higher level weapon. Mm. Uh, so that's one of the other blacksmithing things I forgot to mention earlier. So mm. um, so it actually boosts the attack. And there's also a stack. I'm, I'm not going to say this. Josh, can you say it for me? <laughs> Familiarity. That's it. Familiarity, yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time with that word. I don't know why. Just um, by using a weapon, you can gain familiarity with it. And um, yeah. Yeah. eventually it'll max yeah, so- out. And then your weapon's a little bit better that way. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's like maybe ten. Like if you there's different, uh, so higher ability weapons or better stat weapons will have like I think it's is it five levels of familiarity. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> whereas the earlier ones only will have like one or two, and so you'll get up that one level, and it will have like a like a three to five point kind of attack bonus. Mm. Um, yeah. But then the the better like the purple weapons will have like I think I've got one with four levels i can unlock now and they're whetstones in this 
um, used to appear weapons in the in the original alpha, but now they actually just add familiarity to to the weapon. Mm. Um, yeah, and so I'm, I'm a big saves the grinding. Saves the grinding. You yeah. can like uh, yeah. you can boost the weapon quickly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, the familiarity system just because it does sort of kind kind of bleed into the idea that you are becoming one with your weapon. You know, as as a samurai should be. A samurai is not exactly. a samurai without his weapon. So it's it definitely gives you the feel like the more kills that you get with this particular weapon, the weapon learns you, and you learn the weapon, and you just when you're on attack, you're unstoppable. Um, but it does kind of have, it's got that very loot system thing to it. It's kind of like, it reminded me of Borderlands where you've got a gun and then you see another gun that looks exactly the same, but it's got better stats on it. So um, that's how it felt to me. And to just go back to the, the bosses as well. I think that the bosses in this don't really have as much sort of prowess because they're not built up to be big figures within the context of the law whereas in dark souls especially say for example if you take vendrick in dark souls 2 by the time you actually come to find him and you you learn his backstory and then you see how he's presented to you in the game you kind of you feel bad for for fighting him just because you know that he he is a king who has fallen from grace essentially so you kind of you don't want to kill him but at the same time you kind of do because you feel like it's a mercy killing of sorts to just kind of finally put him out of his misery whereas with this you don't really get that it's just kind of like it's a boss it's got wings it's fast it does well, a load you, of damage and whatnot for the big for the big bosses you get it a little bit if you go through the level um, all the corpses you pick items up off of oh yeah um, they'll still say a line of dialogue yeah they're cool yeah explains what's going on in that particular zone but it's on a much smaller scale because it's usually kind of confined to the fishing village or mm. the cave or, yeah. or whatever. Um, and mm. then the boss will have a line of dialogue after they die. Yeah. And it's, the it's hard part is just... that it's in Japanese. So you have to be paying attention to the subtitles. Yeah. So I've missed some but of I, it. I like that. I do like that, though. That's a nice touch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a level-based witcher kind of. You're hunting. It's You're almost doing like witcher hunts. Um mm really so far but we have, we are only early in the game the bosses mm. may have more um sway because right now um jeremy like basically you start off in england you're going to be put to death you escape you um, to a saturday morning cartoon villain yes very that much guy's, so that guy's yes. ridiculous there there's yeah. ser- there's seriously a scene where they're in a room like cackling about how they're going to do something evil in japan it's ridiculous like this story this game's stupid yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. awesome it's um, awesome i'm not but... saying it's bad it's just stupid yeah <laughs> um it's an important dis- it's important distinguishment right there like, yeah something definitely. can be enjoyable and also stupid that's true yeah that's how uh, i feel yeah, about true. it supernatural yes exactly <laughs> yeah. just to put it in jeremy's terms um <laughs> um but yeah what was i getting at um and yeah, so there is an over- yeah, yeah. You leave, and so there is there is an over. You're heading to Japan to kind of chase this guy down because he's the villain, mm-hmm. and yeah. you get to you you start fighting in this village. Um, and I don't think you're intending to go in particular. Just you've turned up, and things are going bad in Japan because of of um, the abuse of the dark, the darkness and your Kaya taking over, and you mm-hmm. and you get pulled into a, a side mission, uh, basically. Why someone is saying, look, I'll help you if you help me. If you help me fight yeah. these yokai, these demons, I'll help you accomplish the goal that you're doing. And, and then a, he pulls a cat out of his shirt. Which is the yeah. best. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> me. 
Um, and so the, the, what we're doing now is this, it's not, it's main story missions. It's labeled main story, but it's it, as far as William's concerned, who sounds like Conor McGregor, um, the UFC fighter. He does. Uh, <laughs> um, as far as he's concerned, it's fluff. And actually, I'm not, I don't know if you guys have seen this cutscene, but there's actually, there's a, a side comment he makes. It's like, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> and I thought that was great. Uh, um, and yeah, so we are we are, we're not into the, the the grit of things yet, and so I think there some of the bosses will become a bit more um, centric to the storyline and may have more of an uh, impact and be more grandiose. Um, but the the third boss that we've kind of bounced around, um, she she's great. She's got the elements of the kind of the the ring kind of lady that or the japanese like with the the lady who's died in traumatic situations where they've got the black the long black hair and the the creepy tongue and very pale but then she's mm. yeah she's very vampire like mm, yeah um yeah uh, it's quite sexual yeah. as well that cutscene i found quite what it's it's uh, quite sexualized that oh, cutscene. Sexual. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that'd be that. She lures men in. That's yeah. the whole um, MO. She lures men in. Yeah, and yeah you can definitely see that. Eats yeah. them. So, I mean, um, that's that's the boss I'm currently stuck stuck on. And I think that was more down to just fatigue last night because it was about four in the morning. And I'd, you know, I'd been to work at that point, so I was absolutely knackered. And I tried it again this morning, not long after I'd woken up. So I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I think if I just stick at it, I can nail those attack patterns. It's just it's the it's the whole paralyzed thing that gets me. Well, it sounds like everybody yeah. is stuck on that boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Cliff's complaining about it. I know. Mm. Like, <laughs> uh, I think Allison was complaining about her. Mm-hmm. Everybody was complaining about her last night. Oh, I haven't gotten I, yeah. there yet. Um, I, I spent an hour and a half at least on it. Um, it what hit points she's got a lot of hit points but what yeah. it is it did the, the ai is pretty good there's it's very hard to set a pattern um like mm. you can as as easy with some of the dark souls bosses uh, she has mm. a lot of variety in her combos and she will ch- mix them up quite quickly mm. um and there's a really bullcrap um grab attack <laughs> mm. yeah and and she's she's on point with what you're doing as well because cliff said to me something about using uh, an item to counteract the the paralyzed effect that she gives you so i went in there and then she got me with the the paralyzed attack so i i got out of that and then she just did it another two times like within the confines of about 10 seconds so she was immediately onto what i was doing and it was kind of like oh that's a bit of a bit of a bummer really because you don't really give me too much of a chance but but at the same just, time that's you know. cool yeah they are yeah, they're they're def- yeah it's, de- it's definitely cool yeah <laughs> it's it's definitely cool but yeah um, I, I wouldn't bother with the. I was using the par- the, the the needles that kind of remove par- paralysis, paralysis, oh, paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. It's mm. early in the morning. Um, but <laughs> uh, I wouldn't bother. Uh, you should be able to dodge most of those attacks, um, and, and you can boost your your stat to protect you with a few um, uh, charms, your accessories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would I wouldn't bother try, even trying to worry about that. Um, I would definitely get the 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 dodge key pulse. Um, I've got that one. Yeah. Yeah, and just focus yeah. on um, mm-hmm. sticking to close to her, I guess, um, and around her. Mm. And then if that doesn't work, get good. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going to have to come down to. I think. Absolutely. Get good. 
Has anybody done anything with the <laughs> yeah, multiplayer? No. Like, I know that there's... Um, I'm going to keep going. So many, but, yeah, I know mm. that there's like co-op and uh, I'm kind of curious about the PVP if that stuff is any good. It, um, it, cr- it crashed on me. I tried because you also can do co-op missions with people mm-hmm. and I jumped in with someone and they were like level like 60 and I was like level 15 and then they dropped out and I think they looked at me and like, I'm not going to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this loser. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's weird that they didn't have a, a, like a level range cap the way that the Souls games did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah yeah but yeah it might get patched in eventually but yeah and i think yeah. the the pvp is not really there yet they have um a, a thing where you can summon uh dead players at their grave sites yeah but other than that like there's no there's no invasion mechanic or anything like that there, yes there is there is a pvp you can go and do jewels um at the shrine you can go do jewels oh people. okay um, but I, that, that is a way to farm and get gear pretty reasonably quickly by farming dead people, um, mm. and fighting yeah. their spirits. It's a very cool mechanic. It's a nice twist to the, the, the blood stains from dark souls. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. I like it. Fight their spirits. Yeah. Um, I've actually done a submission where you actually, um, AI, um, generated ones of those are popping up. Mm. And they're quite, yeah, they're, they're a tougher, smarter enemy. Because usually the enemies are quite um, quite simple. They have a set, set the kind of attack pattern, easy to read. Whereas mm. the these these shadow samurai are a, lot, a bit tougher, a bit more mm. aggressive. I also want to talk yeah. about, um, I, I haven't encountered them in the main game yet. I just saw one in the demo. But the uh, Neo twist on the mimic is awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one yet. I haven't seen any as yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Did you see it in the demo? No. No, um, the, I... The I chest played... opens up. He kicks. He kicks you back, and then turns into you, and kind of shakes his finger yeah. in your face, like no, no. I have no. heard about it, but I haven't seen one face to face yet. Because I played the alpha <laughs> and I played the beta, but I didn't actually play the final chance demo because I was already sold on it. I wanted to go into it as blind as I could. So well, I, I'm going to get it anyway. So it's cool. I, I was um, the same until Cliff was ranting and raving about how bad it was, and so well, how hard it was because he does like it. We got to be fair to Cliff. Does, he, does he like know, it? Does he actually like it? <laughs> That's what I'm he says. Starting but... to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he um, says. But yeah, like, so I, I picked it up with like an hour or two to go and, and I yeah, found that mimic and I thought it was fantastic because you can gesture to it. It will gesture and if you gesture back, it doesn't attack you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long that goes for, but... Yeah, eventually yeah. He, he wants to duel you, but um, if you don't do anything, he gets angry and like stops around a bunch of times and then attacks you. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the yokai are great in this. There's, uh, we haven't come across too many yet, but in the in the demo, the last chance demo, there was an uh, umbrella yokai. Oh yeah, uh, that thing was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, I really, really, I haven't actually seen them in this yet, though. It was no. there was one in the last chance that the cyclops. I really like. It's like a little well, playful, cute mm. one. I haven't run into yeah. that area yet. I, I mean, we don't know where that area is in the no, final exactly, game. So exactly. it could That's be true. way in, in there late game yeah. for all we know. But yeah, there's the, the little, little, they're all playful little childlike looking yokai with, with, with one eye. And then you, it will just run away from you. And it usually leads you into like other enemies. And then it will turn into a giant cyclops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just think it's really fun. The different type of yokai. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's fun finding people thinking that yokai are supposed to be cute little creatures because of yokai mm. watch, and people were like, "I thought yokai were cute," and they're like, "No, yokai no. are demons and just want to kill you." Yeah. <laughs> they're just being made into a cartoon. 
Yeah. Well, are we... Um... To... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that I wanted to say from the technical standpoint, because obviously this has got the, the optimizations for the PS4 Pro as well. So I did sort of do a, a little bit of mucking around with that just to change the settings. And I will say that in terms of graphical difference, there's not too much um, to really sort of report on. It doesn't make it particularly look any nicer. Um, adds a couple more sort of particle effects, but it doesn't really do anything. It's when It's when you change it to when it's unlocked to 60 frames a second, that's when you can really notice it because it does actually really run smooth as butter. It, yeah, it's there's, like... Sorry, there's sorry. two um, sort of uh, graphical fixes you can set. You can set it so that it's locked mm. at 60 frames and will vary the resolution, mm-hmm. or you can lock the resolution and it'll vary the frame rate. So yeah. imagine that would be where it would shine in the Pro where it wouldn't be up and down as mm-hmm. much. Although yeah. I have a, I have the frame rate lock one and I haven't noticed the resolution really going to shit or anything. Oh no, so. I mean it's it's a good looking game, but it just in terms of resolution change, it doesn't really seem to make too much of a difference. Um, and I did that at a point where it could be outside in the Tower of London, so you know, you've got all the weather effects going on and and everything. I thought that would be a good test of it, and it looked really nice, but just not a hugely noticeable difference. But it wasn't until you were allow it to run. At, 60 frames a second it does it runs like scholar it really runs very nice and i could tell as soon as i started panning the camera and you could think oh it it just feels so much smoother and so since then i've actually just stuck with the 60 frames a second just because it's not very often you get that and i'm not one of those people that gets all into frames per second but when there is a game that does offer it and can actually do it i do kind of let myself indulge in that a little bit i feel like neo is it's really important to have a a frame rate that's not just going to shit the bed on you because of the frame perfect dodges and stuff that Mm -hmm. are kind of uh, important to the combat system. So it's, the resolution's not that important. Lock the frame rate. (laughs) Yeah. Us us peasants with the standard PS4 is locked at 30. Um, Yeah. That's the pros that get locked at 60. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm playing to is the standards at 30 frames. But as long as it's smooth, you know. Yeah, exactly. To me, there's not a huge difference between 60 and 30. So, it's no, the, the generally isn't, but it was just one of the most noticeable differences going from 30 to 60. It was that, oh, yeah, I can see the difference. It's like if you play Bloodborne and then you go and play Scholar, you can notice the, the difference in frame rate. And it was very much like a natural stark contrast and change. So, I just wanted to just mention that. But yeah, I think I've pretty much said my piece on it now. What well, we briefly, briefly, briefly t- t- touched on the. <laughs> the messages that, that the dead people will, will say. And I just want to mm-hmm. just bring that up again. It's fantastic that it's, you pick up an item from them and they will kind of have a line of dialogue and it's usually around how they died, but that's also tied into maybe a tip or a tutorial on how to play the, to play the game or how to attack the next area. And I just think that's a real nice touch um, that it's, it's like a death message from these people, like their souls speaking out to you as you pick up the item from them. Yeah, it's like their uh, last thought. I, I yeah. got one in the fishing village that's like, this was supposed to be an easy job for easy money. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> um, Surprise. There was a cool one right at the start of the fishing village. If you go left um, away from the shrine, there's a, that's a shortcut you can unlock later. And there's a guy, there's a mm-hmm. dead body at the bottom. And you, you, he just like says, oh, he, would, he didn't wait for me. <laughs> um, and he, could, and he pulled up the ladder. And then you go around the back and drop the ladder down. And there's the, 
the, the other guys at the top who died and it's like and his his last lines were about being terrified and was trying to flee but he still died and so he, he basically left his friend to die and then still died himself and i just i just like that environmental storytelling and mm-hmm. how it can also tie into um to tutorials and to help you uh puzzle out the area mm. It's yeah. a very cool touch. So, and I like it, but I don't think it's quite as good as the item descriptions in, in Dark Souls because they give you a bit more detail and a bit more sort of mystery, whereas this is just sort of one well, particular like, thought or one last moment or something. Well, I like, but, I like the Dark Souls item descriptions, but I, I really like the way that Neo's doing this in that it tells you the story of what happened in that particular area. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times, you, yeah. I mean, you get you get to the fishing village and it's on fire. It's like, holy mm. shit, what happened? And, mm. well, if you listen to the dead bodies, then you, you find out kind of mm, generally. Um, well, they give you the pieces and you can kind of put together a picture of what yeah. what happened um, by yourself. And I, I like that. And I'm not saying that it's better or worse in any way. I just mm. think it's, it's just different. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely good. I like it. Yeah. Well, go. let's get into some uh, listener emails and then close out oh, this yes. podcast. So uh, I can go right. back to sleep. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so Vader can go back to sleep uh, and the rest of us can get apart a our day. Um, Catherine, if, if you don't mind reading some, I, I kind of tagged you in a couple down here um, if you yeah. want to start us off. Okay. Uh, this one is from at Lost Panda, Nikki, uh, display name, heckin' gay. <laughs> um, she says, got, sorry, what? You got rid of my emojis I put in there. I did. Her name yes. has emojis. <laughs> Her name has emojis. Like I, I got rid of all of them just for the sake of read- readability. So. <laughs> Party people. Uh, sorry. So Atlas Panda says, I haven't played Stardew Valley, but all of my friends do. It's consumed them. I'm actually a little scared to try jumping in. Will it eat my soul? Will I ever be the same after it? Will I ever be as cute as Chicky Nicky in Jeremy's game? <laughs> and she adds, watching at Vader Van Oden stream has been a bad idea. Seeing the cute little green spirits is making me want to get Neo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. And, you should, and you should totally buy Stardew Valley. <laughs> and Neo. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I totally need to buy Stardew Valley, as I have written down here in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy, you buy you buy Neo, and I'll buy Stardew Valley. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. Fair trade. I spend less money than you do. <laughs> probably true. Josh, you're up next. Yep. So this is from the uh, lesser spotted host of this podcast, Clifford <laughs> Goldsmith, <laughs> who says, all I can say... Is, uh, I still stick to my first thing I said about Neo. It is too hard, and I feel it isn't balanced correctly. Uh, that all being said, it is an absolutely fantastic game. Great tight combat. The first to even come close to Dark Souls, if not as good. Amazing Japanese aesthetic and gorgeous at 60 frames per second action. All I can say is I hope I get better at it, as I really, really want to finish this game, as I feel it totally deserves my time, even if it is unbalanced. Peace out, and hopefully my new baby will let me sleep sometime soon so I can get back to the podcast. Much love. Uh, we send our love to you and your family. I disagree. I don't think it's unbalanced. I think you're just bad at it, man. <laughs> oh, oh, shots no. fired. Shots fired. Oh, I like that. They've done a lot of balancing, and I think it's a lot. Even even compared to the last chance demo, I think it's a little bit better. Yep. Um, next up is Octopath Chris, friend of the show, uh, Chris Mosier at Local Bones on Twitter. It's your boy. It's your boy. 
He says, thoughts on Neo. Anyone notice that the game starts exactly the same as The Witcher 2? Shirtless girl locked up in some drippy jail cell with lots of guards and funny hats hanging about. A climatic event right before the escape. Only this time, instead of two swords, Gerald heads to Japan where he can have three swords and a gun. I know I couldn't believe it either. It's cool to see all the yokai taken from the actual Japanese folklore. Am I saying that right? Yokai? Yokai? Yokai. Yokai? Yokai, yeah. Thank you. And I'm really enjoying the Diablo-style loot system combined with the usual Soul-style gameplay loop, but I haven't been able to craft any Witcher potions yet, and Yennefer is nowhere in sight. And I'm starting to worry about how Ciri is going to fit into the storyline after the big events of Witcher 3. <laughs> Regardless, Samurai Geralt fighting spooky monsters is probably all I've ever wanted from a video game. I just didn't know it until now, even if guns are non-canon Witcher weapons. Switching styles and weapons to adapt to situations has been a lot of fun and removes the reliance on preparation present in the previous Witcher games, with more of a focus on adaptability for a heightened challenge. And yes, just for the listener's sake, I know this is not actually a Witcher's game, Witcher game, but I will continue to pretend. Hugs and kisses, and much love, Chris. Yay! <laughs> to answer your first question, Cliff, uh, not Cliff, um, Chris, no one's actually played The Witcher 2, so that's yeah, why no, Literally that. nobody has played The Witcher 2. <laughs> that's actually... Um, I, the only part of Witcher 2 that I've played is the very, very beginning. So I actually knew what he was talking about, but that's <laughs> all I've played of that game. So The only one I've played is Witcher 3 because it's the only one on a console that I actually own. Yeah. <laughs> so. Vader, you're up. Uh, my turn. Uh, from Ninja plus Badger equals bracket 201 bracket 7. Um, oh Neo you smug beautiful bastard I'm sure you knew it knew it knew it Uh, okay worst pun of the day like the like the love child created after result of a tender yet aggressive what's your soul spawn Ninja Gaiden Onimusha Diablo and a main character reminiscent of our favourite neighbourhood witcher I think after the mediocrity of Lords of the Fallen, sorry Josh, uh, and for some people, the lackluster finish finish of Dark Souls Three, the genre needed a shakeup, and Neo has arrived with a, a baseball katana. <laughs> to, to me, Neo is the one is the one of those yes games, the ones that tick so many boxes that that say they get it and give pure gaming pleasure. Like Doom 2016, it knows what it is, what it wants, and isn't sorry for it. I'm only a few hours in, but already see the level of intensity and care it has been given. And what certain people may not be aware of is of is its intricate <laughs> complexity in regards to its mechanics and crafting. Just seeing it as a simple Souls clone with a, a dash of Gaiden isn't is it it's already made a statement and i think it will be a, a definite game of the year contender for me and i don't care who neo is ne- knew it <laughs> knew it <laughs> keep up the good work guys sorry it's hard to see i'm tired um yeah yeah that's, that's all the uh, bad puns yeah, that's that's um, something that he and I have have had going for quite a while. <laughs> We're definitely uh, going to name this episode "All You Neo, All You Need to Neo About Neo," right? Like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think We've so. We've gone through four or five all, uh, possible titles at this point. One of them's got to stick. Yes, yeah, say so. Yeah. Also, um, it's not me. He's got to apologize to. It's Richard. 
Yeah, so. Richard is the Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. Just as an aside, did you guys see that they put like some weird Lords of the Fallen spinoff on iOS this week? Yeah, the um, swipe, oh, swipe Fallen. It. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like Infinity Blade combined with like the terrible aesthetics of <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> what it's a weird Lords of the swipe. Yeah, Lords Lords of the Swipe. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Catherine, you're next, but if I, if you I will... need a long one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to do that, so if you don't want to read all of that, you don't have no, to. No, it's okay, I'll do it. Okay. Um, Lord of the Likes at Night Twitten says, Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's Neo time. Neo feels pretty special. If it was a food, it would be a deep, many-layered cake that takes time to appreciate as you dig down through your slice. The foundation, as with any game, is good gameplay. Controls feel respons- responsive. And the option of prioritizing a solid 60 FPS is golden. The combat is super deep in what you can do and looks flashy as hell. Switching stances mid-combat to adjust for your enemy's own stances slash positioning feels really good. It can get incredibly fast at times and feels truly challenging. Both bosses and normal enemies can be overwhelming. I'm not ashamed to say I summoned in help for one boss, and I've run gauntlets of mooks that have made me want to yell. In addition to the combat, there is a fantastic Diablo-style loop system. There are a few things more satisfying than a boss exploding into a pile of goodies, and Neo takes full advantage of the depth, randomized stats, and bonuses can offer. I found swords that grow stronger with every enemy you kill, spears that show their true potential only when you've used them for a long time, and even an axe that gives me health back for finishing blows. These randomized but powerful perks mean picking something new up is always interesting, and the ability to change the appearance of items or pass their stats along to other items... Make sure that you can keep things you really want. And the delicious icing on our Neo cake is the setting and presentation. I can't say much about the story as I'm not very far in, but I definitely want to know more. The game is absolutely gorgeous even when you're trudging through bat-filled caves. A fairly vibrant color palette allows yokai to really stand out with their flaming red horns, while ordinary humans blend into the background and take you by surprise. 17th century Japan also allows for zones that feel new and interesting. I plumbed the depths of ancient emperor's tombs, climbed trees and overgrown temples, and raced my way through a burning fishing village. The use of Japanese mythology is also amazing, and it's, as it's rare for games to draw so deeply from Japanese myths, everything feels new and strange. This feeling is only compounded by the protagonist being English, as together you and William experience a strange and foreign land, ripped apart by civil war and monstrous oni. However, what has gotten me the most excited about this game setting is the implication of other cultures. Uh, minor spoilers for anybody listening. I'll pause a little bit so you can uh, skip ahead. The very first guardian spirit you meet in the game is William's own spirit, uh, Sersha. He he gives you a pronunciation guide here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Despite the, pro- guy, the game's premise, she isn't a Japanese spirit, but is in fact Irish based on mm. the aquatic marrow. Mm-hmm. This opens up realms of possibility for the Neo universe. Um, we could have games exploring all different kinds of cultures and mythologies. I will, of course, throw my vote in and say that I would love a game to explore native Australian myths and legends. Anyway, that's more or less my thoughts on Neo. Love the gameplay, love the loot, adore the setting and presentation, and I am excited to see how it goes as I play more. Yeah. Bravo. And that spoiler wasn't much of a spoiler. It's the start of the game. And that was an interesting thing. I was quite surprised to have the Guardian spirit with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised. Um and he's 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 chasing his the spirit, isn't it? That's one of the reasons he goes to Japan because he's trying to get her back. Yeah. Mm. She is yeah. important in some way. I'm guessing based on that little cutscene. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Really, uh, Night Twitten yeah. really taken over for Josh since uh, Josh is now hosting the show and can't write can't write in books for our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Night Twitten <laughs> taking over that role. He said, 
<laughs> he said he said at the time that he sent in an essay, I said, I'll be the judge of how, <laughs> how much of an essay it is. <laughs> Don't worry about that. No, he's done me proud with that one. And just a quick shout out to him. It was his birthday a couple of days ago. So happy birthday for a few days ago. Oh, happy birthday. enjoyed it. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Next up is Sin Plus. Um, I got to hang in, hang out a little bit with Sin Plus during Vader stream the other day. So shout outs to at Sintionot underscore plus on Twitter. Let's dig in then. Like Vader, I was keen on this game as soon as the alpha hit. From the word go, the look of the world was perfectly what I'd been waiting for. Something like a return to Anamusha stylings with the control scheme of a Souls game. That was, of course, at first glance, and proved to be quite a different beast the moment I encountered a lone bandit. Less Souls and more Bloodborne, it seemed. A dodging prove, as dodging proved the order of the day rather than sticking it out toe-to-toe. And then there were the Revenants, NPC ghost of players who fared poorly against some foe, be it bandit or the hazards of a tide pool. These foes were familiar at a glance, but harder to parse once the reality of Neo set in. Skill trees, stance combinations, these things enriched the combat to a degree that I found more than satisfying. I was eager to dive in and learn the ins and outs, decipher the mysteries of the stamina system, and learn degrees of timing for triggering key pulses. All that before hitting the wall that was the yokai. Yokai. I don't know why I keep doing that. All all of that was before hitting the wall that was the yokai in their varied forms. Hulking brutes to scampering ghouls, all manner in between. From alpha to release date, there were clear changes made. Alterations to co-op, adjustments to timing and damage output. I think the developers were certainly paying attention to how the alpha and beta releases were received, and the final product is a testament to that. In the game proper, we find an assorted trove of stats, skills, and perks to better prepare our protagonist forward into the twilight realm of demons and Amrita. Some of the perks are more obscure than others, raising stats outside of the traditional leveling up system. These perks are more akin to achievements than anything, granting improvement points for deeds accomplished in mission. I think these lend more to the longevity of the game while still being wholly optional, and could prove useful for augmenting a one-row run in the future. Regarding the multiple co-op modes, I am of two minds of the game requiring a level to be cleared before it is available to team up in. I think that this takes out some of the feeling of discovery inherent in both players visiting the area for the first time, and puts up a wall against bosses where few have defeated it in the first place leaving little to no chance to summon help should the need arise. The bosses here are certainly challenging, but not insurmountable if the achievement tasks are anything to judge by. I'll leave it at that, as this is beginning to ramble more than need be. Thank you, Sin Plus. We appreciate you writing in. Thank you very much. That was a good one. Um, next one is from uh, Mr. Turch, at the Turch on Twitter, who said, uh, just finished the first region in Neo, and it's been really fun. The game is not balls to the wall hard, and instead it feels fair and enemies even... Uh, run out of stamina unlike Dark Souls 3 um, <laughs> there is one thing I miss from the Souls games and that is all the silky smooth animations in combat Neo feels a little bit stiff but the depth of the combat makes up for it looking forward to your opinions on the game and some more Stardew Valley talk <laughs> there you go there you go you forgot to that one. no I didn't that's, that's one I added in earlier Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I thought that was from about. him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one I added in earlier. Oh, okay. I thought that was from you. I, I thought you wrote that. No, no, so, no, no. That's yeah. No. Um, no. Yes, Catherine. I think you're going to finish this out with uh, okay. the last one. It's from uh, Delta Farmer at the Lore Hunter. He says, "Hopefully, this isn't too late." Surprise! It's not. Um, I've only played the opening mission and tutorials, but I have. A few thoughts. First and foremost, Derek the Executioner made me giggle because it is a silly name. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd like to camp out on on how the game starts. It's interesting to look at how a 
I think that's supposed to be game, Mm -hmm. teaches you systems and how it throws you into the world. I found the Tower of London to be a pretty good tutorial level, teaching many of the systems by providing the buttons and then offering, um, letting you try it out. It gets a little weird with the dojo, though. I only realize afterwards that it's probably optional, but it is oddly redundant. um, And the way it stands outside story and context was confusing to me. At the time I went to it, the story was telling me I just reached land, but somehow I'm at this random dojo. The dojo is actually where you will learn about ranged weapons, key pulse, and the yokai realm. It seems inelegant that those elements were not included in the opening level. And to learn them, you'd have to slog through the learning things you already know. It's just a bummer to have this opening level that fits into the narrative, teach you most things, and then have this tacked on element round out the tutorializing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. yeah, I think I think yeah, the sure. I, I wonder if that first level was added to the story later in development. Is I think it fits well and it's it's nice, but I think I wonder if it was because I noticed that there was three levels of tutorials. There was that first Tower of London. Then there was the dojo, and then even in the fishing village, there's quite a lot of tutorial messages as well that te- that mm-hmm, remind yeah. you how to. And I wonder if that's just due to the nature of the development. Um, yeah, I know the dojo was added to yes uh, one of the later demos because, um, mm-hmm. like me, people were complaining like, "How do you how do you play this? What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the one that tripped up a lot of people, <laughs> myself included, was the having to hold down circle to pick up items. So mm-hmm. You press circle and you expect it to work, and then all of a sudden you're punching things with your fist. Like, where's the sword I just picked up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and I wonder if they just left it in because it was, and they put it in for the beta, and they said, well, we might as well leave it in. And you can go yeah. back to the JoJo to do more advanced training, which unlocks mm-hmm. abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I, I do agree. It is weird that while well, you're on the, your character's on a boat and it's got like a narrative and then it says, do you want to do the dojo? And suddenly you're in Japan <laughs> and then you're not. Um, it, it is a little bit, it is, it, it is, it is set weird, but. Um, I mean, I guess you could say, um, I don't, can you go to that before or after the fishing village, the dojo? Uh, you can go to it before while you're okay. drawing the drawing the opening kind of dialogue. Okay. I thought I thought it didn't unlock until after because then it would make a little bit of sense because then Hanzo's like, "Hey, come with me." But yes, even after then it's a bit redundant because you've already sense. gone through an entire level. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. But as I say, you can go back for other tutorials in that dojo. Yeah, um, mm. yeah. Agreed. Any last thoughts before we shut down this surprisingly lengthy podcast? Uh, just, just one. Um, William's jawline sets me on fire. There you go. There you go. It's got a very solid snake jawline, and I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I like it. I didn't know what his name was for the longest time. I remember some, some podcast I was listening to at the time the alpha came out called him Sean White Guy, and so that's what I called him for like yeah, three months. <laughs> Anja yeah, is his Japanese name. Hmm. Well, thank you, yeah. everybody, for writing in. Um, I, I really love when we get like real long responses on games that we're covering, and Neo definitely seems like it's um, brought out that in people. Like People seem to really like talking about it and playing it, even mm-hmm. if it's just complaining about it on Twitter like Cliff. Um, <laughs> also, thank you to Catherine for guesting. I really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. I really wanted to talk to somebody about Neo. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? I am at Humanity Upgrade, all one word, on Twitter. Excellent. And that's about it. I'm o- well, I'm also at Humanity Upgrade on Twitch, but I don't use it very much. Mm. That's good to know. I didn't I didn't even know you were on Twitch, so I need to go follow you I over there. there. <laughs> um, 
thank you again for, for guesting. We very much appreciate um, you coming on, especially waking up early in the morning. We know Vader, not as early mm-hmm. as you, but still early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Morbid Beard on Twitter. Um, you'll probably find me ranting about Neo quite a lot because I can see this is going to be one where I'm going to have to do a cliff and actually complain about it at some <laughs> point. Maybe just to make him feel better, if nothing else. But yeah, you can find me on there. Misery does love company. <laughs> Vader, have, you, have you discovered any interesting social media networks that we need to talk about? No. No? None? No. You sure? No. You sure? I, so. I mean, we can spend all the time. I, I budgeted <laughs> like five or ten minutes to talk about it. <laughs> nah. Where can people find you on the internet, Vader? Um, just Vader Van Oden, Twitter, YouTube, Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, you can go. You can go find my wife's um, fashion design label on her website. I'll shout her out because I spent all day doing a photo shoot with her yesterday. Clothing by Desiree dot com. Clothing by Desiree.com. We'll put a link to that in the show notes because um, I will yeah. definitely remember mm. to do that. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. We're also on Twitter with the podcast at Dark Insight Pod. You can find links to all of our social media networks at darkinsight.net. Um, you can also go look through our host pictures and find social media links for all of our hosts as well as our guests um, and find brief descriptions and social media links for all of the guests that have been on the show. It's a cool place and you should go check it out. And remember, guys, it's not insight unless it's it's dark inside. dark inside. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>